going to work tomorrow. I'm not going to work tomorrow either. Welcome to the I'm Not Going to Work Tomorrow podcast. Hooray! Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe and, and ding the bell and... Uh, Things and stuff. You know. I like the way Mr. Ballin introduces. So if you like what we do here, um, please go to the Like Button's house and replace all their salt shakers with sugar. That's how he opens his videos? It just has you do some random cruel thing to the like button. Like, what? Well, what did the like button do to you, man? It's only ever been nice to you. He just wants you to beat the shit out of the like button, is what he's telling you. To smash it. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin it. You know, it, it is kind of like every YouTuber is always like, smash that like button. It, but I, I think it was really creative. He just comes up with some really evil thing you should do to it. it if you like what we do here in this podcast, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about nostalgic things. We're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons a little bit. And if you like what we do, please um, go to the like button's mime act and throw a dart at its ball sack. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Your, your buddy there that's laughing, he was part of a party that threw a dart at a mime's ball sack today. Yeah, I, I did not do it. He's very proud. Yep. It was it was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I laughed my balls off. Murder hobos, these guys. Yeah. What's really kind of sad is that it, we're not doing XP based. It's all uh, it's milestone. Milestone, and you're still assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. honestly, it was really funny. It was really funny. Just how fragile the egos are in this party that you must pop a mimes testicle yep to appease yourself <laughs> it, was, it was basically a toothpick going through a cocktail weenie and an olive at the same time all because they pissed the fighter off yep yep you know you, you can't do that That's usually you don't piss the barbarian off but this time the the fighter he got a little butt hurt fighter got enough of that shit yeah and then, okay so we should probably give just context yeah we'll just tell the story okay so they went to a carnival and we don't have to tell the whole story. Just the no. fact that you guys went to a carnival. Yep. You were paying to see some freaks. Yep. And you came across a strong man. And the strong man is literally just a mime who's real gangly, real stringy, string bang looking fella. Uh, he doesn't speak. He, clearly, he's a mime. But he's lifting this giant hammer and hitting this strong man thing and making the, the bell, bell go up. Yep. And he's doing it like an asshole, though. He, you know, he's sitting he's there. Showboating. He's, he's showboating his ass off. But he's supposed to be. He's a gangly little dude. He can do it real hard. And there's a working man that comes up and tries to, his luck. And he doesn't do very well. He doesn't make it ding. And the mime uh, makes fun of him and laughs at him. The guy could barely even pick up the hammer, but he was like a working man. Yep. And then the fighter, Fire Genasi, comes over. Tries to lift the hammer, immediately is over-encumbered. The hammer is literally so heavy that he couldn't support it and his gear. He took his gear off, picked up the hammer, just fine, swung it, didn't ring the bell. Nope, he got about halfway up. Yep, Mime laughed at him. Yep. Then he swung his own maul, which is a form of a hammer. And, and missed. Did even worse. No, he hit it. Oh, yeah, no, he did hit it. He just, it's an athletics check. Yeah. He got an eight. Yeah, he did not do very well on that at all. The required and, number was 20. Yep. And then I walked up and just beat the shit out of it, and it dinged the bell. Yep. And he got mad at that a little bit, I think. Hey, but the mime was was congratulatory toward you. Yeah. Yeah. But he was using me to mock him. He was. <laughs> he did the Kanye meme. Yeah, he did. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, way to go ruin the podcast, bud. <clears throat> I will cough some more. Yeah, I'm, I can tell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after that happened, you know, we, we kind of start to go walking off, and the, the mime, he just keeps on taunting. Well, because he saw it was getting to the fighter, so he continued taunting him. Yep. This is a string being mime able to, you know, shoot a lead bullet, you know, like 40 feet in the air and ding a bell. Yep. And the fighter, whose whole job is to hit things. Hit things good. Couldn't do it. He couldn't bonk good. The mime was a better bonker. Yeah, he was. And the, whole, the mime's whole job is to entertain the crowd. And the easiest way to do that was to make fun of the fighter. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think the crowd was uh, thoroughly entertained up until... Up until the fighter got angry and walked toward him with the mall and took a swing at the mime. Completely missed. Completely missed. The mime ducked and uh, lightly tapped him in the ball sack, but it was real hard. Apparently, the mime actually <laughs> is that strong. It's not a trick. Yep, he busted through <laughs> plate armor. And hit him in the balls. Tapped that codpiece and rocked those rocks. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then all out of nowhere, here comes the monk with a dart. Yeah, the, the mime stands up, bellowing with laughter. Fighter is completely embarrassed. Monk throws a dart at the mime's testicles. Yep. And hits. Amazingly. Very the, well. Does seven damage. The mime is a commoner. Yeah, how much? Uh, no, no, HP? it was more than seven. It was like nine. Yeah, it was. How much HP does a commoner get? Four. So it should have killed him outright. Should have. Maybe he, it was seven. Maybe that's why he didn't die outright. I don't know. For some reason, he didn't, or I just didn't rule it. He did. Whatever. It, but yeah, he's a commoner. Matter. He's a he's a rigorous old dude. Yeah, he is. And he got he caught the fucking the fucking monk threw a fucking dart yeah. at his balls. A peaceful, law-abiding monk. Yeah. Literally a law, of, a peaceful law-abiding monk who hangs out with a bunch of degenerates. Yeah, you guys have rubbed off on him. You're a bad influence. Yeah, probably. Fucking, you, you fucking stabbed that guy in the testicles. Made a mind break character and scream. Yeah, bloody murder. And bloody then the murder. cleric ran over and healed him. But don't get it twisted. This cleric is not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's Literally like a chaotic bad, evil. Bad cleric. Bad cleric. But good cleric. Yeah, that was an know. excellent game. <laughs> it was. It was very entertaining. I loved it. Yep. Then we beat up a bear. You beat up a bear? Yeah. I smashed that bear's balls. Yep. The, p the poor, poor little mime. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know what it was going to happen to him. It wasn't his fault. He was just doing his job. He's a jester. Yeah. Come on. You're a bunch of Will Smiths. <laughs> Every one of you. Did you see that uh, Chris Rock finally kind of clapped back at that? He he already clapped back. No, like he, he has a special, I think it's on Netflix, and he talks about it for real. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it good? It's pretty fucking funny. What does he say? Uh, I can't remember verbatim, but it's, he's basically. Mute call, now if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically calling Will Smith a bitch, but in the third person, where it's like, he didn't even have to say Will Smith was a bitch for coming up there and smacking him. Everybody else did it for him. Fair. Yeah. So, you know, that happens and he's just like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one go. And then the entire internet jumped on his ass. Cause like, how are you gonna get your wife gonna cheat on you 
And then you're going to get interviewed by the motherfucker that she cheated on you with. That happened? Yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, they were in an interview, and the guy that was interviewing them was the one that was porking his wife. Jesus. I didn't even know that. Yeah. What a cuck. What an absolute cuck. Yeah. and, and then dude, I, Honestly, I really liked Will Smith's movies. Well, I liked I Am Legend and The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, those were really good movies. Seven Pounds. Seven and, Pounds uh, was great. And uh, Men in Black. Men in Black was amazing. Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. Yeah. He uh, did something else that was good. What else was he in? Oh, um, it's the superhero movie. Hancock. I didn't. Hancock was a stupid movie. The the premise was really stupid, but there were some pretty good moments in there. Like when that little French kid or the fake French kid comes up and is calling him an asshole, and he's like, "Call me an asshole one more time." Yeah. And then he does, and he throws the kid into the fucking stratosphere, and then catches him. Yeah, but the kid, the, 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 Hancock has got some serious anger issues. Well, like, that's kind of the whole point of the movie is he, yeah, but him it's dealing so, it's with such issues. a cartoon though. Like, he puts a guy's head inside another guy's ass for real. Yeah, that is hilarious. It, it, it was funny when I was a kid. You you cannot tell, sit here and tell me that you wouldn't laugh at some guy getting his head shoved up another guy's ass. Yeah, I would laugh if it happened. And they were fine, like in the movie, but... Oh, you're not fine after you... Like, your asshole... If you're just a normal dude and you don't participate in, you know, stretching and such, I won't go into any further detail. It's going to it, kill you. Yeah. Your, your asshole is But he is didn't like, die. Yeah. And for your head to be forced inside of another man's... Rectum. Rectum. And not to mention the fucking, you know, the... The force. The pelvis. Yeah. Inside a man's pelvis. Well, it, Next it, to his fucking spinal tail. Negating the fact of you just can't breathe, you know that's a your thing. head's crushed. Yeah, he probably crushed his head, pushing it into that hole. The hole didn't widen, and new one was formed. Yeah, you know you you want to know something kind of crazy? What? So you may or may not know this, but like, okay, when uh, a child is born, you know, like when they go through a natural childbirth. This better not process, be that chainsaw story. <laughs> no, it's not that. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, our but, our buddy said that chainsaws were originally made to uh to saw off hip bones to help with childbirth if the baby's head was too big. Yeah, no, this isn't quite as gruesome as that. This is legitimate scientific fact. So when a child is born, a woman's hips will spread mm-hmm. to kind of accommodate it, but the the force of the vaginal canal will actually Warp like the squ- head. Yeah, it'll squeeze the head down so that when they're born, that's not their true head shape. Yeah, that's why you have like plates in your head, why you have the cracks and stuff, so your head can shape and get out, and then it'll kind of go back to normal. Yeah, you're kind of a cone head. For a little while, yeah. My stepmom, they said that when my stepsister was born, like right before my stepmom passed out, she looked at my stepsister and was like, why is her head so weird? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because of that very reason right there. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> why is her head so weird? That's a shitty thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she as soon as Carla was old enough to understand. Yeah, she probably got told that story. Immediately. Yeah. I heard that story when I was like eight. 
Yeah. You want to hear another kind of funny story? What? So when my son was born, uh, my wife had to have a C-section. Uh-huh. And so we're we're in the, the operating room and stuff, and he gets, they, they pull him out of her. And I look over, and my wife, she's, you know, when you have a C-section, they give you some drugs. That's not something you do sober. Yeah, you know, because you don't want to feel that. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It literally cut you open. Yeah. And uh, so beside the gruesome part, when he when they held him up and I kind of got to see him for the first time, I said to my wife, he's got more chins than a Chinese phone book. Mm. And she goes to fucking giggling. Mm. And then the doctor gets mad at me. He's like, hey, shut up down there. I'm trying to sew this right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been kind of a fond memory of mine. He has more chins than a, than a Chinese phone book. Yeah, he was a fat little bastard. He was 11 pounds, 4 ounces. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I have a picture to prove it. That's probably the biggest baby I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, he, he got some attention on the, on the uh, what you call it, on the hospital floor there. Look at that fat little baby. Yeah, he was Look a cute little baby. baby. Ain't no chance he was pushing you out, is it? Both my kids are cute babies. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so we were talking about movies a minute ago, you know, with Will Smith and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, what what is, what is one of your, like, childhood fond memories See with what you movies? Did I, like, I like how you did that, that segue there. Yeah. Yeah, this was my idea. This it was, was and this I was, segued for you. You took my topic. No, it's it your crap. topic still. It's just I'm I taking it back it by having this conversation. <laughs> well, you get to talk about it first. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the segue. Because I asked the question. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Childhood movies. I watched recently My Cousin Vinny. Great movie. My God, what a good movie. It's hilarious. What a fantastic movie. And I'm an Alabamian, and it's literally at the expense of Alabama. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's kind of at the expense of Alabamians and New Jerseyans. Yeah. Well, they just... Well, it's kind of like... The opposite of at the expense of New Jerseyans. It's like empowering for New Jerseyans. I guess it depends on how you watch that movie, but it's kind of... They like to argue so much. They can come down to Alabama and win a a murder case just because they like to argue so much. Yeah, but I mean, they came with some pretty good points there. Like the whole time when the What's-Her-Face is on the stand and she's talking about... Yeah, you couldn't get posi traction in a Chevrolet until 1963 with the Bel Air and, you know, right. going on and on. It was really, I honestly, I really, I didn't notice all of the, like, the uh, exposition. Yeah. So, like, there's a scene when Vinny and, damn it, I don't remember her character's name. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Fucking that Fucking Aunt May. You know, she's the new Aunt May. Is she? Mm-hmm. Really? In the Tom Holland versions? Yep. She was Tom Holland's Aunt May. Wow. No, I never put that together. So hot. She is pretty. Still so hot. Yeah. God, she was hot in that movie. I I think I like her better as Aunt May, honestly. You need to rewatch that movie because that bitch is fine. (laughs) What'd you watch it on? Huh? What did you watch it on? I pirated it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that doesn't help me, Eads. I'm not smart enough to figure out how to steal things. I'll help (laughs) you. But sorry, uh, <laughs> fucking, what was I on about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The exposition. There's a scene where the two of them are in this hotel room, and 
he's laying down reading this book and she's asking if she could help. And he's like, no, there's nothing you can do. And she's all fucking disappointed. But the bathroom faucet is dripping. Uh huh. And he's like, why is that faucet dripping? Like, I don't know. It drips. <laughs> and he's like, you were the last one in there. He's like, yeah, so. So, you think maybe you didn't turn it hard enough? <laughs> and then, fucking, they had this whole banter where uh, she she went on a line uh, saying, like, moments that she knows for a fact it can't possibly be because it wasn't tightened because she used a fucking, like, laboratory-tested torque wrench. Like, some big... You know, long yeah. name of the tool that she knows because she's worked in her father's garage or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, how could you be so sure? He said, because moments, the moment before that wrench was used to turn that knob, it was tested by experts to be dead to balls accurate. <laughs> dead to balls accurate. Like, dead to balls. Dead to balls. Dead to balls. She's like, it's an industry term. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it might be more of a technical term. I think I heard an actual mechanic say some shit like that. Dead to balls. And yeah, and they just fucking had wild sex after that. Yeah. He just, you know, she really knows how to push his argue button and turn it into, how do you turn that into, I've never had an experience like that in my life. No, me either. Where they're so, both of them are so into arguing. And she is so smart that she can challenge him. You know, she knows what, I mean, clearly that wasn't true, but she knows what she needs to do to fucking get his goat. Yeah. Yeah. No, usually arguments for me have always just ended in me being mad. Yeah. Cause it's never ended in sex. <laughs> <laughs> I have had arguments end in sex, but not because of the thrill of the argument. No. You know, that's just because like, I don't know. I'm a weasel sometimes. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll turn an argument into a compliment. That is that. Yeah, no, I can't do that. It's an easier argument than you is think. just an argument to me. It's easier than you think. All you do is you dig deep in your psyche, and you start riddling out why you feel the way that you feel, and you come back to because it's how much you care about her and how fucking awesome she is. That's and, some sneaky shit, dude. <laughs> it's some sneaky shit, but it works, and you know it's really not false. You know, because if the argument, if you feel the way you feel and you're so passionate about it and it's not for selfish reasons, it has to not be selfish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you can't get the last Coke out of the refrigerator and start an argument and be like, it's because I I love you. (laughs) I took the Coke because I love you and I want you to watch your figure. No, that's still just being an asshole. Yeah, that's different. That's not, you can't do it like that. It's got to be something other. Yeah. Argument. It's not going to work. If you drank her last fucking drink, you suck and you should buy her more drinks. <laughs> yeah. That's how most of the arguments go in my house. It's just me being mad about something because she's mad and then I still end up in the losing side. So, yep. you know, that's my fault. I should have known better. Well, by now that doghouse has got Wi-Fi, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to get a doghouse first. <laughs> fucking... But yeah, My Cousin Vinny was awesome. Yeah. There was a joke at the beginning of that movie that I didn't understand as a kid. What was the joke? It's like, so, you know, when fucking Karate Kid and What's-His-Name are in jail. Uh Uh-huh. They're waiting for Vinny to show up. They're talking to each other. And What's-His-Name is like, 
Do you know what they do to kids like us in jail? They're going to eat us alive. And there's sometimes there's this big guy named Bubba, and you have to be his. <laughs> and he'll tell you that, like, none of the, he'll keep everybody else off of him, but you got to do whatever he says, and he asks you to do some stuff, you know? And they're, he's basically talking about, you know, getting... Getting butt-fucked. Yeah, getting butt-fucked by Bubba. Yeah. Why is it always Bubba? I don't know. This was in the 90s, so it was like... This is, that's an old thing. Yeah, it is. But, um, yeah. So, Karate Kid goes to sleep. He's like, oh, you're crazy. Go to sleep. They're in the same cell. When you say Ralph, uh, Karate Kid, you mean Ralph Macchio? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he was one of the kids. Yeah. He was the, I shot the clerk kid. Oh, I, dude, I haven't seen that movie since probably 1999. I was as surprised. I was like, whoa, that's fucking Ralph. Because I've been watching uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. And, He's in that. It's yeah. just so cool. Dude, both of them. They they got the original guys. It's it's Karate Kid and Johnny, whatever the Johnny fuck Lawrence. his name is. Yeah. I, I, it's great. Anywho, Daniel Russo <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other guy. I don't know that kid's name. Yeah. But they were. Uh, so the other guy was being like. Oh, so Karate Kid was telling him, it's like, you know, it's just us in this cell. It's just the two of us. There's no way. They're going to put anybody else in here. And he's like, he starts looking around outside and he sees extra beds. He's like, what about those beds? They can move one of those in here. They can move a psycho in here with us. He's like, <laughs> That's Shut. always an option in, in prison and jail and things. Yeah. Just having this super, like, fit. Yeah, just a panic attack almost. Karate Kid says, ah, oh, you're crazy. And he goes to bed. And then while other guy is just too alarmed to sleep. They bring in Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Pesci doesn't immediately explain that he's the lawyer. They just open the cell, put him in there, close it. You know, Joe Pesci's in there with his fucking leather jacket and his fucking black jeans and shit. Yeah. You know, he's very, very early 90s. Oh, yeah. That was that was such a thing back then. Like that uh, members-only jacket. You yeah. remember those? But, yeah, he started going off. He, he was talking about... So, Pesci... Vinny was talking about the case. He was talking about how he's going to help him out. It's going to be great for him. What I'm going to do for you, nobody else is going to get. Nobody is going to be able to touch you. But you got to let me do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the other guy's like, oh, my God, this guy's going to try to fucking. <laughs> he's going to get us out of here. So, well, no, no. He, oh, he thought he was going to He thought he was him. Bubba. He thought Vinny was Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> So the whole time the other guys they're having to, they're having the same conversation but two completely different conversations. Yeah. Vinny thinks they're talking about the case. The other guy thinks they're talking about Vinny fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you ever everybody always tells you whenever you're getting chased by a bear, you don't have to be faster than everybody else. You just gotta be able to trip your friend. Yeah, you gotta be faster than your slowest friend. Yep. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm yeah. the bear food. Oh, yeah. I have a very low dexterity modifier. <laughs> I'm not outrunning anything. Mine has gotten lower here in the past couple of years, but I think I could probably still outrun you. I'm going to have to do that shit. I'm going to have to take my belt off and pull out my knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to try to fight it. You got to do something. Yeah, I'm going to have to make some noise. Get out of here, bear. Go, go on, get. Hey, bear. Oh no! I pooped my pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they say they tell you to do that. 
you're getting mauled by a bear, you should shit your pants because they think you're dead. Oh, yeah, and they might wander off. Yeah. But they're going to catch your ass, especially after you've been mauled a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. It's but if there's a, a gun nearby, maybe. Yeah, you just, got a chance. It just sounds like a terrible way to go. But if you're going to... Oh. If there's no gun around, honestly, I would thrash until I was dead. Because that's the only way we can... Eventually, I will shit myself. I, I mean... Yeah. And then the next day, you'll be... You will be shit. Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, it was a great movie. I'm yeah, done. It is a good movie. I think I remember it being a good movie. God, she's a wild. Yeah. You know what was one of my favorite movies as a kid? What? Jurassic Park. That was a great movie. It was a great movie. I had a, I thought of a joke for Jurassic Park today. Really? I don't... So I saw a... I saw a Jeep. I was driving at work. Yeah. And um, I was on base. So, you know, there's people with bougie-ass cars everywhere. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the I just signed on to the military bonus check car. Right. Oh, yeah. There was a Jeep that uh, turned left so I could see the back of his car. Uh-huh. And he had a Jurassic Park, it, like, thing over his spare tire. Yeah. And it was, you know, circular. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And immediately my brain tried to rhyme something with Jurassic, and I came up with Vlasic. Vlasic pickles? Yeah. So I had an image in my head of this commercial for Vlasic pickles back in the day. Like, if Vlasic had been able to sponsor Jurassic Park, yeah, it, the you... logo could be, it, like, they could open the ad with just, like, you know, the red circle. And he's like, see this dark figure approaching. It looks like a fucking dinosaur. And he gets closer and the shadow goes away and it's the Vlasic bird. (laughs) (laughs) Vlasic Park. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or you could have like John Hammond, you know, the the old guy. You could have him standing there and it'd be the screen behind him and doing the DNA stuff. Except instead of making dinosaurs, they're making better pickles. Hell yeah. (laughs) We extracted the DNA. Of an ancient pickle from Amber. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, I, that actually crossed my mind as well. Yeah, I bet it did. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. I got to rewatch the old Rick and Mortys. I've, I've been slowly going through a few of them here and there. They were so good, those first ones. Yeah. They, they were good. I missed the music. Yeah. Like, the... uh. The Moon Men song. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, Goodbye, Moon Men. It was fantastic. That was a good one. And then, kind of depressing, but the one where um, Rick meets Unity again. And then he goes home and... Uh Uh-huh. I love that song at the end. Yeah. I actually looked that song up to listen to I did, too. Fucking... Oh. What's... It's by... It's... There's chemical is in their name. I don't remember. I did it years ago now. You know, like when that season came out. I love that song. I, yeah. I, I would. It's like good depression. <laughs> yeah. It's like that depression feel goods. Yeah. I actually have a playlist on YouTube that's just. It says depression feel goods with depression like, feel goods yeah it's it's all kinds of different songs that kind of like 
They're like good sad, I guess. Yeah, they're downers. Like but... angsty and shit, and it's like, eh, I guess it's not it's not as bad as what that guy's talking about. So you know, us enjoying that has got to be similar to like what heroin users do, like super downers. But God, it's good, huh? <laughs> you know, I never really thought about it that way, but I guess it could be. Well, I mean, they clearly enjoy it for yeah. some reason or another. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's definitely not not fun. Yeah. That's crazy to think about, isn't it, huh? Yeah. You want to know a real good heroin movie? Which that now that I say that out loud, a real sounds good heroin up. movie. Yes, it's it's a really good movie based around heroin. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Requiem for a Dream. No, I didn't actually really care for Requiem for a Dream. It's kind of it's it's weird. It's too slow for me in certain spots. It wasn't slow for me. It was real sad with his mom. Yeah. And the fucking diet pills. Yeah. And then him taking her TV and shit. Yeah, that was right there at the beginning. That was, that was so Jared fun. Leto too, you know. That was Jared fucking Leto. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good movie, Requiem for a Dream, but it's it's not my kind of movie. It's too too drama y. Like I like a good bit of drama, but there's got to be some comedic relief in there every now and then. I don't need comedic relief for like a movie like that. That that seemed like it was supposed to just like portray the actual horror. That yeah, is that way of life. Yeah, I mean, because, like, the girl, I can't remember her name, you know, she ends up being, like, a sugar baby slash prostitute, and the the Martin Wayans character, he goes through some crazy shit. And I think he dies. I think he does, yeah. And then Jay Leto, Jared Leto gets his fucking, he gets, they had to amputate his arm. Hmm. Or his foot or something, because yeah. of where he was injecting. Oh, yeah. It's so bad infected, they had to amputate. Yeah, I forgot about that's that. That's how part. the movie ended. Yeah. That that movie is a fucking downer. It's fucked up. But back to my point, um a really good movie centered around heroin is Train Spotting. Train Spotting. Yeah, it's uh Ewan McGregor when he was younger. Oh. Yeah, it was, they made it back in like 96 or 97 or something like that. And so he he's a heroin addict. And he hangs out with a couple buddies of his. They're also heroin addicts. Um, one of them was Sick Boy. Sick Boy. Yeah, his name was Sick Boy. That's what they called him. Um, and then there was Preacher, who was their like drug dealer kind of guy. He had the, the den where they would go and shoot up and stuff. Jable's house. Basically. <laughs> um, we didn't do heroin, people. No, we did weed. Did weed. We smoked weed. No one says you did weed. Anybody who says you do weed, they don't do weed. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, then then uh, preacher had this like girlfriend. There was a chick that hung around there. She had a baby. Um, and there was a couple other characters. I can't remember their names. I think one of them was Spud. Spud. Yeah. He he's been the guy that played Spud's been in a couple things. I can't remember his name. Um. But anyway, it kind of just goes through the shenanigans that they get into, you know, around getting scores. And uh, Ewan McGregor's character, he decides to get clean one day. And uh, he does the sick boy method because sick boy would just get clean at the drop of a hat. He could do it whenever he wanted to, which is apparently really hard with heroin because, you know, very addictive. And so his method was that you would lock yourself in a room and it would have a TV and a few supplies, and you would need one last hit so that you could kind of 
fade out and then come off the drug, you know, as best you could. And so Ewan McGregor, he gets up all these supplies. He's got like canned soups, uh, a thing of ice cream, some water. And uh, he, he boards himself into this room with a TV, no telephone. And he gets halfway through doing this and he's nailing the boards onto the door and he realizes like, ah, fuck, I forgot my drugs. Mm. Because you need that last hit to get you through. And so he unboards everything, calls up his dealer, goes and gets it. And he's like, well, I don't have any regular stuff, but I got these. I made these. It's a a heroin suppository. Jesus. Yeah. And so Ewan McGregor's like, well, this is fucking weird. I don't want to do this, but I guess if this is all you got. And he sticks him up his ass and he starts to head back to his apartment. And on the way back to the apartment, you know, when you're on heroin, apparently it gives you constipation real bad. Well, he was sober enough and then sticking something up his ass, I guess, opened the floodgates, basically. So he has to find a toilet immediately. And what he does, he goes, he's he's running around. He finds this little betting parlor. And he goes in there and it is confirmed the most disgusting bathroom in all of Scotland. Which is where the movie takes place. It takes place in Scotland. Oh, Scotland! Yeah. And so he he runs back in there, and this bathroom is disgusting. It's just vile, disgust, just the worst thing you'd ever think of. And he goes and he drops a massive deuce. Then he remembers that he had the suppositories in there, and he still needs them. Oh no! I won't. I won't go through the grisly details. He digs through the poop. He he does dig through the poop. And then it kind of is like this little fantasy sequence. And uh, basically, he gets them back. And then he heads back to his apartment. He does, he puts them in there. Why did he, he stick them up his ass at the dealer's house? It seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking about a heroin addict. You know, the, I'm sure the, the... Did he just fucking drop trowel right there in front of the fella and stick it right up his ass? Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't drop trowel, but he did... He, he literally he stuck reached his... into his asshole with another person in the room. Yes. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't drop trowel. He stuck his hand down the back of his shorts, but, I mean, still... But you're messing with your butthole <laughs> in the presence of another person. They're druggies. I guess, but it's your butthole. It's nothing sacred. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you've gotten to that point, is there really any shame left I anymore? I guess not. You're just chasing the dragon or whatever the kids yeah. are calling it. And so he gets clean. Sick boy got clean at the same time, and they kind of hang out a little bit. Of so it actually buddies. works. He nails himself up. Yeah, he, he nails himself in there. He gets clean for a little while, and then... So he would rotate out every now and then so they he could try to, quote-unquote, try to get jobs because over there they have, like, a welfare thing, so you have to make it look like you're trying to get a job mm. so you still get the welfare from the government. And so him and his buddies would do this so they could get checks so they could keep getting drugs. And uh, So he was only trying to get clean so that he could get more drugs? Yeah, Okay. basically. He was getting off of it for a little while to do that and... He gets back on. Some other things happen. There's a really big, like a a big crescendo in the story that I don't. Are you gonna watch the movie? No. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. 
you don't want to hear about this movie that came out in 1996. You should tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I mentioned the baby. No. Yeah, the, okay, in, in the drug den where they would go and shoot up and hang out and stuff, there was Preacher who was like the, the kind of the caretaker mm-hmm. slash drug holder. He would also shoot up, but he would also hold everybody's drugs. And then there was a girl there, and the girl had a baby. Okay, okay. Yeah. And nobody knew who the baby's father was. There was a few ideas, but everybody, you know, it's kind of like she was a bit of the town bicycle. Everybody rode. Everybody had a ride, so there's no telling who it was. And anyway, this is really sad. Like, so they would do drugs and have the baby there. And so they were shooting up one day, and all of a sudden, the girl just starts just screaming her bloody head off. Baby's dead. Baby had died. From what? Neglect. Neglect? Neglect. What form of neglect? Like, had been in the crib, and just, you know, mom and everybody else was drugged out for... God knows how long, and they just kind of forgot it existed for a while. Oh, so it just died of malnourishment. Malnourishment. It probably had some kind of infection because it's been in the same diaper for God knows how long, you know. Okay, so yeah. (laughs) Babies are very fragile creatures. You know, they, they, they can just die of things. They don't have an immune system to fight off a lot of the stuff that we would just shirk off. SIDS stuff. SIDS and, um... What you call it? Any, any kind of infection, especially gone untreated. You know, sitting in a dirty diaper for, you know, if you leave a baby in a dirty diaper for more than like an hour, it's going to have a diaper rash, which is basically just an open wound. Yeah. Then you multiply that by, I don't know, a day or two, they die of toxic shock. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just because of the fecal matter that's in their bloodstream. Oof. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty pretty gruesome. It's a real real heavy. It's the heaviest downer in a movie about heroin. Well, yeah, because like, I, th- that's a good point that that movie makes though. I haven't even seen the movie, and that's a good point. Yeah, like it's not just you you're hurting. Like it's everyone around you. Yeah, like it, you may not even because they absolutely did not mean to do that, right? No, I mean it's. They and, meant to be high, which in turn caused to them to neglect, know, the, neglect baby. the baby. But they didn't intentionally neglect the baby. They just, and she was clearly distraught when it happened. Very. So, like, it's just like a horror story. Yeah. So it gets a little bit worse. Oh, no. Yeah. So all that's going on. And it's kind of revealed that Sick Boy is the dad because he is also just very not okay when everybody else is just kind of almost numb looking to the situation. What do we do? Do we hide it? Do we call somebody? Yeah. So they never really acknowledged that part because what they did, because this whole story is focused around you and McGregor's character. And so what he does is goes and shoots up. Mm. And the mom comes and sits next to him Mm. to get shot up. And then everybody else kind of joins in and they all just get high again. While the baby's dead in the other room. While the baby is dead in the other room. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, man. (laughs) Pretty pretty fucking gruesome. Okay, okay. Here's a movie that you need to watch. Okay. It's not old. 
brand new. All right. Uncut Gems. Have you seen this? No, I've been meaning to watch it. Everybody said it's really good. Dude, get ready for a ride that doesn't end. Yeah. You ever, so you know how you get on a roller coaster and like before the big, you know, you fucking slowly climb the hill. Uh huh. Imagine you're quickly climbing the hill, <laughs> but the hill never ends. Yeah. You just climb the hill. You climb it. It's a climb. It is a constant climb. It, you climb and you climb and you climb and you see the top. And then it's all gone. Really? Yeah. So it's just a build to nothing? Well, it's... I wouldn't call it satisfying. Mm. But it is... I, in, a, in its own way, it's satisfying. Yeah. But those directors, they have a way with that form of filmmaking. Yeah. Like you're constantly on the edge of your seat. You can't stop watching. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, it's a three hour movie glued. Yeah. Absolutely glued. So I watched a movie a while back ago. I think it was called uh, when a stranger calls or something like that. Um, and it's about this. It doesn't give a lot of exposition. It's, just this couple they like just got married and they go back to this house and they're gonna leave for their honeymoon like the next day or something like that and they're hanging out there and all of a sudden these three people show up and it's you know the middle of people in masks people in masks yep and the whole reason they did it was you were home yep yep so you go through this whole we talked about this as teenagers yes we did because i was pissed off about it then too yeah and so, but you go through this whole thing of them chasing you down or chasing the, the people down and fucking terrorizing them, scaring the shit out of you, the whole movie. And then at the very end, you just cut their throats and walk out the fucking door. Are you kidding me right now? That's it. It's over. They won. No, fuck you. That's, that's not how you end a movie. You can't just have this whole build and then just walk away. But see, that to me, I agree that that's a... It's a shitty way to end the it's, movie. It's a ripoff. It's, it's fucking, it's lazy writing. Well, I don't think so. Hey, like, it sounds, to, just based on the premise, and I did watch the movie. I mean, I wasn't particularly impressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I it's mean... Ju- it's just one of those fucking, like, you know, summer slasher fucking things. Yeah. That teenagers like to go to, and, you know, you like to take your girl to, so that... Yeah, she, she gets did. scared and jumps into your arms, and you get to start making out. Yeah. Right, that's it. It that's what that movie's about. I think I could be wrong, but it seems like it might be pointing at like the like Manson type shit that took place. Yeah, I guess like, it, it could be very akin to that because you know with Sharon Tate and stuff, they just literally did it because they were home. They. There was no other motive than just because they felt like it, really. It just sort of, like, demonstrates just how cruel human beings can be. Like, we're yeah. cruel fucking creatures. So, talking about the... the, the you guys Manson threw a stuff. dart at an innocent mime. He hadn't hurt I didn't nobody. do that. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't have anything to do with it. That mime had a family! He probably didn't. 
No, he's definitely not going to have one now. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> no, that guy is sterile. Yeah, his line ends with him. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably peeing out of both sides of his Johnson. Yeah. Oh, boy. But anyway, so talking about the Charles Manson stuff. Yeah. You know what recent movie that I watched that I just fucking loved? And it kind of rekindled uh, a love of a certain director for me. What? Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Love that movie. Amazing. So fucking so good. So good. And it, it, it reminded me why I love Quentin Tarantino. He's fantastic. Great director. Everything that dude has done, I have fucking loved. It's amazing. Yeah. And to think we got a Quentin Tarantino. Is he working on anything right now? Um, so I actually just listened. He was on uh, Two Bears. Yeah. And he has a, a series, a short series, like eight episodes or something written. Okay. And then he still wants to do another full-fledged movie. So this is going to be his 10th movie, and he's probably going to retire after that. But we get one more. We get one more. We get one more fucking Tarantino masterpiece. Yep. Because, like... The, the, everything that dude has done, like from fucking Reservoir Dogs to Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, and then a bunch of different stuff in between. You know, he hell, even the Grindhouse stuff. You remember those? No. I, I There was I, the one with the chick with the mach, machine gun for a leg. Oh. And then the other one was basically um, Vanishing Point remade. The dude seems like a movie he would have made. Or the Big Lebowski? No, that wasn't him. That was the Coens. But it seems a lot like a, like, sort of, it reminds me a lot of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yes and no. There's not as much violence in The Big Lebowski as there is in most Quentin Tarantino movies. It's like Quentin Tarantino meets Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> <laughs> if he directed Dude's Where My Car, Dude, Where's My Car? Maybe, with less violence. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, I, I love me a good Quentin Tarantino movie. Like yeah. once upon Django. A Django was great. Fantastic. Hell, I even like The Hateful Eight. I never saw The Hateful Eight. It, it is a slow burn. But when the ending, it's like, did I ever tell you the Cajun duck dog joke? Yes, you did. It's kind of like that. Like, it's this real long setup for this kind of quick punchline, but it knocks your socks off. I'll have to watch it. It's good. It's on, like, Netflix and a bunch of other things. It, it's really good. I, I enjoyed the movie. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um, Kurt Russell. Um, Was Samuel L. Jackson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Not that I'm aware of. That was uh, Brad Pitt and... Um, I know, but I'm just trying to think if he was in it at all, because... I don't think so. There wasn't a single motherfucker in that movie. That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember that scene where fucking Brad Pitt beats the shit out of Bruce Lee? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, he I do. He fucking straight up in that movie, he just straight up dogs Bruce Lee. Yeah, you know, because he fucking, he, he lured him into it because he let Bruce knock him down a couple times. And then he just like, okay, I got your move now. Wham! Right into the director's car. Yeah. He let Bruce knock him down once. Once or twice, yeah. It was it was literally they put they both put each other down one time. Yeah. Like he Bruce knocked Pitt down once. And then he said, Try that again. And then he threw him in the car. 
Yep. You know my favorite scene in that movie? At the end, where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's got the fucking flamethrower. And he actually gets <laughs> to be that guy. Yeah, he and does. He's been bragging about being his whole life. Uh-huh. It, that, was, that was one of my favorites. And then she just burns to a crisp in the pool. And the fucking lesson that little girl teaches him. Oh, yeah. Like, she's so fucking dedicated as an actor. Uh-huh. And he really isn't. Yeah, because he's kind of gone to the wayside at that point, you know? Oh, never mind. No, no, I was just adjusting my earphone. I miss it. I misinterpreted a hand signal. It wasn't a hand signal. It was just a... It was a very flamboyant ear adjustment. <laughs> call it what you want to, I guess. It was a... Flamboyant is not the word. It's a... Flourished. Flourished, yeah, yeah, I guess. I have very flourished you were hand like... moments at times. <laughs> yeah. No one can see what I just did. No, they but, cannot. <laughs> but it was like, it, touching your ear in a way that would be obvious to a person looking at you as though you were signaling something, but you weren't. <laughs> yeah. nope. It's like it's like if I gave you fake baseball signals and meant nothing, you're like, what? I was just fixing my hair. So when I was in Little League, I used to do that. Yeah. I, I played catcher. Yeah. And so the kid could only, like, we're in C-ball, you know, which is like, I don't know, you're like maybe 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. And so the, ki- the kid's just trying to get it over the fucking plate. Right. You know, he's not doing anything great. There's no knuckleballs. There's no fastballs. It's just throw it and get it across the plate and hope to God the kid that's up at bat doesn't hit it. And I'm like throwing... Upside down peace signs, doing one, you know, three weird little hand signs and shit, thinking I'm doing something cool. Look, we all saw the Sandlot. We all wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. The Sandlot was on repeat in mine and my brother's room when we were kids. Ditto. That and Holes. Loved yeah. Sandlot, loved Holes. Yep. I didn't watch Holes until I got to be like a little bit of an older kid. Like, probably, I think that movie came out in like 2003. Yeah, I was a kid, kid. We got it as soon as it came out on D&D. D&D, DVD. DVD. Yeah. Oh, trivia question. Huh? What was the first movie put on DVD? Fuck if I know. Uh, is it a Disney film? Nope. Is it an adult film? I don't remember what it was rated, but it was a movie that played in the theaters that would have not appealed to children. Pulp Fiction. No. What? Twister. Oh, weird. Yeah. You know, my Dodge was... I think your Dodge! Yeah. 98 Dodge, the red! It was a, Mine was a 99, yeah. But the one in the movie was a V10 gas, and mine was the diesel. Awesome. But other than that, it was the exact same. Actually, my wife had the idea one year for Halloween. We were going to dress up as the, the characters from that movie and ride around in the truck. Yeah, but I was, was going to get a trash can and make it look like Dorothy, the, the little device they had on the back of it that had all the little things that went into the tornado. Some people would have got that. Yeah, but it would have been good. It would have been cool. You know, I don't remember. I just remember them running from a tornado and there being a barn that was getting tore apart. Yeah, and then the cow goes across the road. I don't even remember that. You don't remember the cow? No. Dude, that was like the most iconic part of that movie. Yo, this is the, I find this really weird about myself. I find tornadoes so boring. <laughs> I, as a child, I found it 
relentlessly boring. Yeah. Like, because, I guess because they had been, you know, we had been taught, you know, God's got a plan. You know, this is the Bible Belt. I was, yeah. I grew up in fucking Verbena. At the time, I was living in Verbena, Alabama. Yeah. Right? A little, little bitty podunk. A little bitty podunk. And I went and visited my grandma all the time in Pine Tucky. And, you know, fucking God's got a plan. Fucking... And it was explained to me at length because I had lots of questions about oh, yeah. God's plan, you know, <laughs> as kids do, as kids do. And, and, you know, they're saying, you know, you're, if you're good, you go to heaven. If you're bad, you go to hell. And to make sure you get to heaven, you know, you fucking repent and do all this stuff. And I was like, well, what about the people in like other countries? And you're like, well, that's why we have missionaries to go help them because otherwise they're lost. I was like, well, that's kind of messed up. They were just born there. Like I was born here, you know, as a kid, yeah, kids aren't stupid. I guess some kids are, but I was at least at a point where I could understand that it's not, that's not cool. Yeah. Cause it's not fair that they were born over there. And that's the only reason they're going to burn in hell. It's cause they were born in the wrong side of the world. It didn't seem right. Yeah. You know, but anywho, <laughs> continuing, I was like, well, what if, like, somebody doesn't get a chance to repent? And, like, you know, what if a tornado happens? And then the answer was, well, you know, God is the tornado. God sent the tornado. Like, oh. Okay. So, yeah. So, if if it's your time, it's your time. Sometimes that's just how it is. I reckon. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Well. So, I guess if it gets us, it gets us. That's it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember tornadoes being like I I had a couple tornadoes happen when I was a kid. I don't know how many you of them you actually experienced. But Maplesville got eat up. Yeah. So Columbus had some really bad ones back in the day. I remember I lived right there in what used to be known as Hamilton Station. Mm-hmm. And you remember there was a uh, it was a Rite Aid at that point in time. The what's now a, a Family Dollar and then when we were teenagers it was a uh, cvs i think cvs or a walgreens one of them it was a drugstore of some kind right there on the corner of veterans and double churches yeah it's a cvs well, it? now it's a family dollar same building tell me they're across from snack lady no 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 oh veterans veterans double churches yeah oh so, yeah 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 that's so, a family dollar now yeah they what? changed it what the fuck yeah. That's so weird. That's been a couple of years now. But um wow. That I mean Well, I mean that thing's gone through a couple different installments. I guess so, but a but, family dollar. Yeah. So, at this point in time, it was a Rite Aid. And I remember our apartment, you could go to the back porch and it basically looked at that building, you know, for Y'all lived in them bougie ass apartments. I mean, I get, at that point in time, they were bougie. But if you've been in there lately, they ain't bougie no more. I've read the reviews. I this was in there. <laughs> this was twenty five years ago. They're still charging like it's bougie. Yeah, well, they remodeled and they call it something new now. But it's it's the same fucking apartments. Don't let them lie to you. It's terrible. Anywho, rents crazy around here. But anyhow, this was nineteen ninety seven. I want to say, and so me and my brother were just playing in the house and all of a sudden the power goes out and we're like well fuck what are we gonna do now 
And so we're sitting there on the back porch, and I couldn't read at the time because I was, you know, four or five. I guess I could read. I just, my brother could read better. And so he was sitting there reading the book out loud, and I'm just kind of sitting there, and we're watching. I, I happen to look up, and I see the fucking tornado going down the train tracks, going directly to that building. And in my five-year-old mind, I'm just thinking like, wow, what's that? <laughs> Not realizing that my mom and dad had been talking about a fucking tornado coming through here this for like the past half hour or so. I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden that building just isn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy to see as a five-year-old. Yeah. So, probably the craziest as a child thing I experienced. I was like six or seven. A tornado came through Verbena. Uh-huh. And my stepdad and my step-granddad had built a storm shelter like halfway down my step-granddad's driveway. Uh-huh. You know, right off the road there. off Right off the goddamn counter road seven. <laughs> but uh, it didn't have a door yet. Well, and, that's not going to help anybody. Came. And so everybody's piled up inside of this room. The, late, the women are crying and shit. And well, what the hell are they crying about? You're in a storm shelter. Yeah, but there's no door. Well, so in, like, let, let me finish. In Jeez. Twister, hey, this mo- is a traumatic the, experience, Kevin. This in, is my family members. In Twister, the motherfucker died because he was holding on. Is this isn't a movie called Twister, Kevin. <laughs> this is real people's lives. Um. Well, actually, <laughs> this you were in Alabama, so they're only like quarter lives. <laughs> but anyway, continue with your story. They uh, they had a piece of plywood against. The fucking, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, maybe it's coming, maybe it's not. The tornado was here. Uh-huh. It, like, it had dropped, like, a quarter mile away. Yeah. The winds was kicking, boy. <laughs> yeah, fucking. It'd be fast. My stepdad and my step-uncle and my step-granddad, they had this piece of plywood pushed up against the open space that was the door. Uh-huh. And just pushing on it. Just three men just doing all they can to hold it, and it's pushing them back, watching it just throw three people. You know, three people that are a million times my strength at the time. And I'm just like, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) I did not give a shit. I was over it. (laughs) You could not find a fuck to give in a fuck factory. (laughs) Could not find a fuck to give, but I, I was... I was kind of unhappy with my life. Like, my stepdad was a cunt. Well, like, how old were you? Six or seven. Jesus. Yeah, he was awful. I hated him. Yeah, he hated me, and that's why I hated him. He could have done different. He could have made me, like, I was a child. You had to work pretty hard to make a child hate you. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Just kids, you know. Kids are forgiving. Well, and they're stupid. They don't. Their their brains are like a goldfish. They kind of let go of some stuff. Yeah. Unless you're just a massive douchebag to them, and they remember that. Yeah, I remember. I remember a lot of the shit that he said to me. He said some shit that. He said some shit that kids aren't ready for. Like he was. He wasn't really a stepdad. He was just like that mean kid on the school bus. Yeah, he just. But he was to be there fucking, after the school bus left. <laughs> yeah, and he just so happened to be fucking your mom. Gross. That's disgusting, Kevin. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Yep. 
It'd be that way. Now that you got that mental image. I'm I'm fighting it. I'm not. I'm thinking about tornadoes dragging him out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it that that sucked. Yeah, that that's some shit. Like that was way more traumatic than I think my experience was cuz Well, you saw a house get destroyed. I saw a whole business get destroyed. I just saw three guys get pushed a little bit. Yeah, but like the, the, people were actually crying in your yeah. story. They were, and I didn't, nobody gave a shit. I wasn't worried at all. It was like because I had been taught, you know, that's God out there. Yep. And if it's your time, it's your time. That's it. There's nothing we can do. Nope. Fucking whatever. There's not a thing I can do to stop that tornado from getting me. You know, if it wants me, it's gonna have me. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could put that to a lot of things, though. Right. Well, because, like, you take a risk every time you walk outside, man. Yeah. Anything can happen. Okay, so this this transitions into another topic I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Near-death experiences. Let's go. All right, so I I think I'll go first because I have a pretty good one. Okay. Okay. So I was about 20, 21, maybe just turned 21, or about to turn 21, and it was the summer of, I want to say, 2012. So I would have been 20. 2012 or two. Yeah, no, it was 2012. So there is a place here in Columbus that is known as the boat. The boat. Yeah, it's an old tugboat that got beached God knows how long ago. Probably 100 years or so it's been there. Is it off the Chattahoochee? Yeah, it's on the Chattahoochee River. And so there's the boat, and then it was pulling a barge behind it. And so if you're sitting on the bank, the boat and the barge kind of make a triangle with the bank. And there's a little open space where the tip of the triangle would be. So you can kind of go out and come back in. And then there's like a little cove made with the, the boat and the barge. And we used to climb up to the top of the boat and we jump off to the riverside all the time. You know, it's like, three stories up and you know, it wasn't a big deal. You know, we would always kind of check it out, make sure nothing plopped itself there to impale you when you hit the water. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, it was fairly safe other than the alligators that were apparently not too far from there. Yeah. Yeah. But this has nothing to do with alligators actually. And so we were out there one day and there's probably about, I don't know, close to 30 people, give or take, Probably, probably not quite 30 people, but um, we were out there, and it was me and my roommate and his girlfriend at the time who became my wife, actually. Hmm. And we're out there drinking tequila like like one does, and we're, we're pretty sloggered, you know. We've been out there most of the day, have basically killed a handle of Jose Cuervo. and A handle of Jose, I like that. Yep, a handle of Jose. And so my buddy goes and dares me to jump off towards the bank, which had maybe five, five and a half feet of water on that side. And this was probably the only smart thing I did. I said, I'll do it if you'll do it. If you'll do it. I'll do it if you'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll do it if you'll do it. Basically. And so <laughs> we don't go all the way to the top. We go up to the second story. So there's the, the, the deck 
where the boat kind of starts. Mm-hmm. And then you could go up one, one floor, two floors, and then the very, very top was the roof. That was where we jumped off into the river. We jumped off one level down from that. Okay, and the boat is leaning out towards the river. It's a very important part of the so story. So was there any, like, it's just beached. Is there, like, security? Is this an event? Is there, like, people selling tickets to this? Is there admission? Absolutely not. It's just no, this, a literal this is a bunch beached of, boat. Yep, it's a literal old-ass beached boat. That's that, still floating. No, it's not floating. It, just, it is very much not floating. It's, it's got not whole, on a sandbar or anything? Yeah, it's basically on a sandbar. So it's got a little bit of water touching it. Yeah, there's water touching it on, you know, three sides. The only thing that's touching full-fledged ground was, like, the front. The, and you could, from the bank, you could climb up onto the deck of the boat and never touch water. Mm. But then both sides and the back of the boat were surrounded by water. And then the back How of big the, was this tugboat? It was probably, I don't know, 40 or 50 feet long. Fuck. That's yeah. a big-ass boat, And then, actually. you know, to the very tip-top of the roof was three stories. You know, you, like I said, you had the... Did nobody... This, who owns that? Nobody owns it. It's just there. It's just on the river. It belongs to somebody. No. If anything, it might belong to the city of Columbus because it's on public property, technically, because it's right there off so, the river walk. And how many years ago did you say this thing got beached? Oh, it had to have been, you know, a hundred years or so. Like, it, this is a steam-powered wow. boat. That is just crazy that just somebody just crashed a steam-powered, screaming metal death trap and was like, this is fine, I don't care, and left it. Well, I mean, you know, the, the Chattahoochee River used to be... There's got to be some more history to that. There is, I just don't know it. That's you fair. know, but the Chattahoochee River used to be a main waterway, and there would be things traveled from, you know, the the the, the river lets out somewhere around Panama City, and then it goes all the way up to Atlanta. So there would be things barged up there, you know, like goods and stuff. Is there? Is that boat still there? Yeah. Can you still go fuck around? Yeah, I'll show it to you if you want. Let's go magnet fishing, bro. Fuck yeah, snake! I got a whole magnet fishing kit. Yeah, we'll go. Let's do it. All right. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll report our findings. Anyway. Yeah. So we're out there. My buddy jumps and he hit this dude's skinny. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's my he's like six two, but he weighed hundred and thirty pounds soaking wet. Can we use his alias? Delmar? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So Delmar, skinny skinny as a rail, tall as a tall as a beanstalk. This is this is definitely the South. Yeah. Motherfucker's alias is Dale Mar. <laughs> <laughs> it came from a movie called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? We all seen the movie. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good movie. movie. George Clooney. The best telling Clooney. of the Odyssey ever. Yep. So, anyhow, he jumps off. He lands in the water just fine. He he hits the bottom, you know, and that he got hurt a little bit, but it's less than a sprained ankle, more like you just kind of hit hard. And so... I'm like, okay, I can do this. And mind you, I am three sheets to the wind, blowing well above .08. And I back up about three or four steps, and I get a running start, or a jogging start, more or less. I wasn't running. (laughs) And I get about 
two feet from the edge where I should have jumped off and trip. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so I fall head first. My head comes literally within about six inches of splattering on the bottom deck. And I land head first in the water. Oh, fuck. I watched the deck come towards my face, past my nose, and then my toe almost hit it. Jesus Christ. And, and then I was in the water. Th- some 30-odd people watched me do this. And the way my wife tells this story, everybody went quiet. There was not a sound made. They were just watching to see. If you were going to come up. If I was going to come up. Cause, and as she said, they were, she was like, Oh, God, how are we going to get his big ass up that hill? (laughs) (laughs) That's all she was thinking about while I was potentially dead. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to carry his body. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, I come up out of the water, and I'm going, I'm alive! (laughs) Throw my hands up. I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I fucking lived. (laughs) Did your life flash before your eyes? No, all I... All I saw was that fucking deck coming straight towards my face. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I've got... I got two. Okay. You want the good one or the mediocre one? Let's get the good one first. I I told you my best, so let's hear your best. Mine's a little sadder. Oh. And depressing. All right, well, let's hear it anyway. Okay. All right, so I don't know if I ever told you this. Uh, it was 2014. Okay. Maybe 2013. It was either the end of 2013 or the beginning of 2014. And I was in that real good shape that I talk about a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I was proud of that. We can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, my physical, my body was in great shape, but mentally I was pretty down yeah you know, it took a lot of i experienced the whole reason i got into shape like that is because i was experiencing so much mental anguish i needed change desperately like you know my grandma had passed away and she was like the most important thing to me and i was chasing a girl that i couldn't get and that was devastating and because it seemed like i could get her and she never really would give me closure yeah she would never just say this is why or like there was never a definite yes or no. Yeah, she has... To be such a cool chick, she has no idea how to end a relationship or mm. how to end a thing. She just wanted to pretend that it never happened. You know what I mean? Which yeah. makes a motherfucker feel insane. You know? I think there's a term for that now. It's called gaslighting. Yeah, she gaslit me hard. That's crazy. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was getting low. I was... Because I had burned most of the bridges in my life. I got to stop you right here for just a second. This isn't like a potential suicide thing, is it? It is. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> We're going deep, folks. Deep. I mean, it was near death. Like, yeah. Well, okay. I can definitely say that I'm glad you're still here, bud. I'm, I'm glad I'm still here, too. Hey, I'm super glad that I failed. But, you know, anywho... All right, all right, check it out, check it out, check it out. It's not as sad as it seems. I, I'm not all sad or down about it. I have solved this problem. It's all, it's gone, you know? But, um, yeah, I was down. I was a fucking alcoholic, for sure. 
you know, I was drinking super duper hard. I had went and, you know, I'd burn all my bridges to try to maintain as much free time as possible with this girl and her family. Anytime like drama would come up, I'd always side with them, even though they were horrible to me. Uh, but you know, whatever fucking, we had finally almost broke all the way off. I was just not hanging out with them. Period. I was hanging out with a little buddy of mine, Daniel Uptain. God bless the dead. But, uh, yeah, he hit a train. He hit a train. You know, the train tracks that, uh, cross beside, uh, West Fraser and Maplesville. Yeah. They were parked there in the middle of the night. No lights. And Daniel Uptain, at age 19, drunk as fuck, is flying through there at like 45 miles an hour. He doesn't see the train until he's right up on it. Mm. Hits the train. Head on. That's rough. And he gets out. He's freaked out. Fucking somebody calls the ambulance to come check him out. They're like, oh, dude, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. And he sat down. And they said he just put his head down and he never woke up. He never lifted his head again. He had a heart attack. A heart attack? He had a heart attack. You did all that, and you had a fucking heart attack? His heart gave the fuck out. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. rough. Hold it up, that poor little that poor little Denali. Hmm. But, anywho. Yeah. Uh, me and him, me and that kid, had just come back from this fucking high school beer pong party. <laughs> and I was just, I felt like I was at rock bottom you know yeah i dropped him off i rode the dirt road to finish drinking my beers and i was just like good old-fashioned road sodas yeah and i was like what am I, what are you doing dude what is going on why did you why were you at that party what is happening what what's going on i was in a fucking i was in a car that the two previous owners well, the first owner, it was a 2002 Nissan Sentra. First guy crashed it, died in the crash. Mm. Then my uncle, Jimmy Crow, got it, and he crashed it and sold it to me. But before, that, but, you know, that he passed away, you know, about a month after he sold it to me. Yeah. So, like, I'm the only surviving owner of this car. And... I don't know why that's important at all. Knowing you, I imagine that played some kind of weird thing on your mind. It did. Like, it's a dead man's car. Yeah. You know? Like, wearing a dead man's boots. It's just not done. <laughs> yeah, you just don't do that. But, anyway. I was driving home. I was absolutely wasted. And I still remember, I was on 45. Remember Highway 45? Yeah, kinda. It, it touches 22, right up there in Stanton. Yeah. Well... Uh, there's this winding bridge that this road that there's a bridge that goes over Mulberry and right before I was about half a mile from the bridge and I saw it and I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm, I'm tired. Fuck it. I finished my beer. I put my foot on the gas and I just, I literally just passed out and went to sleep. Jesus Christ. I consciously made the effort to fall asleep and footed the gas. And I w- heard, I felt, so, you know, on either side of that road is a six foot ditch. Yeah. 
I heard, like, while I was asleep, you know, the fucking tires went off into the other lane. I'm the only one on the road. It's fucking, like, 5 a.m. Uh-huh. And I wake up because I hear the tires go off the road and a bunch of, you know, bumps and shit. Yeah. I open my eyes just in time to see the fucking, the knuckle of the bridge. I hit that motherfucker head on. Ooh, I'm talking Jesus. about the car slams into it. I'm going, I'm doing like 65, 70 and fucking comes up like this. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. Fucking the whole rear end goes up like 10 feet in the air. At least I don't know how much exactly. Were you holding on to the wheel or were you just kind of letting Jesus take it? I get, I honestly, I thought I died. I thought I was dead. Cause all I saw was white. It was the airbag. <laughs> 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 fucking rear end goes all the way up, lands sideways in the ditch. There's fucking debris everywhere. The bridge is right in front of me. But I'm fine. I mean, nothing. Not a scratch. And I'm just sitting sideways in this fucking car. Like, to look up is to look at the passenger side window. Jesus Christ. So I'm like... And, like, I had all the windows down because the fucking AC didn't work. So, like... Yeah, I scrambled. I don't think I've ever moved as fast before in my life. <laughs> I climbed out of the fucking car and just stood in the road completely unblemished, a little sore in the shoulder, and just looking like, God damn. Now I have to walk. <laughs> and I walked. You got that instant regret. Yeah, well, I just took it. Well, I mean, I was in a real low place before that, so I guess, like, my brain was like, well... I guess it wasn't my time, <laughs> you know, I yeah. guess it's not supposed to be in like be over yet, but yeah, because I was just so uncannily unscathed, I figured there had to be something to it because yeah. I was able to fucking jog to the barking frog and call Papa. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had five o'clock in the at five o'clock in the butt fucking morning after a night of binge drinking at a fucking teenager party. Mm, boy. Yeah, as a, it was 2014, how old? I was like 22. Yeah. I wasn't entirely out of place, but I felt entirely out of place. But, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of 22-year-olds got in common with a, teen, a teenage high school student. Yeah. We just all like to drink beer. Yeah. And Baby Daniel was there. I know Baby Daniel. He's pretty cool. They call him Baby Daniel because his daddy is Big D. Slinging that D. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was my near-death experience. <laughs> but don't take it. Don't fucking burn it down. I mean, you know, it's just it's a bit to take in. You know, mine was more of a accident. Kinda. That was a little more purpose purposeful. If but, I hadn't been so wasted, I wouldn't have done that, though. I mean, yeah, probably. Like, if yeah. I had been of sound mind, I wouldn't have done that shit. Yeah. Well, I reckon it wasn't your time, boss. I reckon it wasn't my time. Nope. <laughs> I, You know, whatever. Yeah. It, you know, you live and you learn some stuff. Yeah. I you, can't believe you, I haven't. Well, I mean, it's not something I like to tell people. But here it is on the podcast. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It was. It's fucking like nine years ago. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you're allowed to make some decisions in your life, and that was a decision you made, and thankfully it didn't kill you. Yep, thankfully. Anywho. All give, right. give me one of your less crazy ones. The next one, I promise, is funny. <laughs> All right. Um, so me, me and Delmar were, like I said, we were roommates. We also worked at the same place together. And so one morning we're driving to work. I always drove. He didn't have a car. And so we're going to work, and we had to get on the interstate to get from our house to where we worked at mm-hmm. and um i was drive i was driving my jeep at the time i had this i had a second jeep so i had jugs the the white 91 yj and then i had a 2001 green tj so it was a little nicer it had air conditioning my my white one it was an option in 1991 to not have air conditioning Actually, the, the no air conditioning came standard. It was an option to get air conditioning. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Why would you choose no air conditioning? Yeah, no. It, it was an option to have air conditioning. But anyway, so we're in the TJ and going down the highway, and it's raining. It was raining really hard, and that I didn't have very good tires on it at the time. I, they were pretty old. And we're getting on the off-ramp to kind of turn onto the road that goes to where we worked at and all of a sudden I hit this patch of water wait 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 wait! I got one more note about my story I forgot about this okay a month after that I got a letter in the mail uh huh factory recall Nissan Sentra faulty wow. airbags <laughs> <laughs> <Not mine>. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers worked Flawlessly. (laughs) (laughs) I sent him a thank you letter. (laughs) Anyway. That's some serendipitous shit right there. (laughs) Ain't it though? That that was... You know what you should have... If God exists, that was him being like, all right, motherfucker. That was your one shot. (laughs) He he threw you a soft pitch. Yeah, don't do that shit again. This ain't T-ball. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, back to my, my near death. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that was so funny. I, I <laughs> Back don't know to either. my near death. So we were getting on the on off. We were getting on the off ramp, and I hit a patch of water, and we spun out. And you know these jeeps—they're real short wheelbases. So th- there's no like if you have a longer vehicle, it's easier to stabilize. This thing's real short; it doesn't stabilize real well. So you're skidding around. Yeah, so we do a full 360, and somehow, whenever the wheels caught traction again, we were just pointed in the direction we were headed in the first place. So I just dropped it down a gear, and we kept on going. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kept riding. Yeah. Didn't it, miss a beat. No. no. Delmar was in the passenger seat, kind of like freaking the fuck out for a second, and I was just like, well, it's another Thursday. on we go yep that was that was the whole thing huh yeah it when i actually like kind of thought about it 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 terrified me a bit but in the moment i was just like oh fuck well this is happening well your instincts kick in yeah like when i fucking wrecked the mustang that day when you came to help me 
Oh, when you launched it off the fucking dirt road? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. When we landed, I felt the tire pop, and immediately I went into control mode. Yeah. Fucking, my whole job was to just make sure that we don't flip. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. It, I, I mean, I completed that assignment. I did not complete the yeehaw assignment. No, there was there was no yeehaw. It was just a, ah, shit. But I can say I jumped a Mustang. You did. I got air. Yeah, yeah. I, I told that story at work the other day. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty good story. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's even better when you fucking catch your girlfriend in the fucking driver's seat of that car whacking her beaver to your buddy. Yeah, flicking more bean than a Starbucks barista. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo she was. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. She was so weird. hot, though. So hot. Anyway. <laughs> One of those girls is actually a porn star now. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's pretty Isn't that awesome. Pretty cool. I looked her up, actually. I did too. It is pretty mediocre. Yeah, the production quality is pretty bad. But uh, you know. Them teeth are unmistakable. Yeah. And the, the, the birthmark. Yeah, and the mole. Yeah, I forgot about the mole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your uh what's your other near death? First Real job I ever had that wasn't working for family members. Okay. I worked at, uh, I actually met you when I had this job. It was the memory company. The memory company. Here in Phoenix City. It was a was warehouse. It the, oh, the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, I remember the warehouse. I was an order picker. I had to walk around in that nasty-ass, dusty-ass warehouse and the cement floors and my fucking chucks. Yep. And dig shit out of the four fucking stories four levels bless you thank you uh four you know stages of warehouse stuff and the aisles were so packed the forklifts couldn't get in there it was a mess they wow. desperately needed management uh-huh like the manager of that warehouse sucked apparently no like with stuff all over the floor like that man you're trying to run a business and i mean that stuff had been there for years that's terrible years and years this was a new manager didn't think that was important to clean up. Mm. What hey guy sucked. He sucked. I could manage circles around that dude. Anyway. <laughs> I was 19 or 18, however old. I think you were 18 when I met you. Yeah, so I had to be 18. Yeah. Because I got that job as soon as I got here. Linda hooked me up. But Actually, no. Yeah, you had just turned 18 because I think I had just turned 17. Yes, because... Uh, I moved there in September because I had gone to jail at the end of August. I was, uh, the first time I ever went to jail was two days after my fucking 18th birthday. Yep. Busted with weed in Clanton, Alabama. Not even weed, a pipe that Brad Daldrell had left in my passenger side door. Brad, you know, I thought about him the other day. I just said his full name. Yeah, you did. He's going to. Probably not get anything happen to him because nobody listens to this but us right. and some <laughs> friends of ours. <laughs> B-Dawd. But anywho, uh, no one calls him B-Dawd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 the warehouse. Uh, I was 18, working at the memory company, and there was fucking D, there, there was... Stuff we had to bring in, and they'd bitch real hard if you didn't come back with it or if you couldn't find something. Because uh -huh. all that means is somebody else is going to have to go get it. And I went to every location 
on this sheet and those pallets were empty. Those were places we could have put the shit that was in the aisles <laughs> for anybody wondering. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, the only place remaining that had this stuff was a D level. Talking about not the ground level, not the level above that in these racks, not the level above that even, the level above that, about the 20 feet in the air. Big old tippy top. Yeah. And there was no way any forklift was ever going to be able to grab that shit. So. Well, why come as that? Because there wasn't no room <laughs> for the forklift to get there because of all uh, the shit in the float. I see. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, so I did what any 18-year-old do. I climbed the edge of those racks like a monkey on a tree. I climbed up it. I see exactly where this is going. Yeah. I climbed all the way up the edge. I saw the stuff. And, like, I've never done any working out, nothing like that. I haven't done a pull-up in my entire life. Couldn't do it. Mm. Just, you know. I had just started losing weight. Yeah. The first time in my life. Just because I'd been couch surfing. And, like, I see my item. I see that it is up there. It's like, oh, there it is. So I'm climbing, and I go to pull myself up the last little bit. I'm like, there's like 16 feet between my feet and the floor and a bunch of wood and sharp plastic. So what did you do? Uh, My hand slipped, and I go to fall. I literally thought I was falling. And I look down like, oh, fuck, well, here we go. And I stop falling. And I look up, and my left hand has got me. (laughs) (laughs) My left hand is just holding on. Good old trusty lefty. Yeah, I'm just hanging there for a second just looking at my hand like, I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) I had no idea you were capable of this. That's such a fat guy thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. I have a penis? (laughs) Where have you been all my life? Holy cow. I just looked at for I just dangled there for a few more seconds, just like I bet I could hold this for a while. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. And then I I climbed on up and got my thing and climbed down. <laughs> yeah. You know when I, I kind of figured out that I was semi in shape? Had a not not really similar, but similar circumstances, I guess. So taking it back to Delmar, um, he had strung up a chain in our backyard that it was in a tree. It was probably 20 feet, maybe, give or take. And he was a fucking monkey. He would just climb up on anything and everything. And so he goes to climbing up that chain thinking he's all big and bad. And I'm, you know, I'm a bigger fella. Even when I was in shape, I was still a bigger dude. You know, the lowest I ever got down in my semi-adult life was like 220 pounds. Yeah, you're a big guy. Yeah. And so, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to give this shit a shot. You know, I'm I'm pretty strong. I think I can do it. And I go over and I can't, I never really did figure out how to use my feet when climbing a rope. Like that, that skill just never clicked in my brain. But... I grabbed a hold of that thing and I just muscled my way up with my hands. And I got up to the top of the tree and I was like, "Well, holy shit. I did it. I did that. Well, I'll be damned." 
Then I had to get down. I just kind of slid down the chain. Uh. I did that a couple times, man. I was like, holy shit, I can actually do that. I had never been able to do a fucking pull-up, let alone lift myself up with a chain, you know. Yeah, one hand at a time. Yeah. All your body weight. Just hand over hand. Going to town. I was pretty proud of myself. It sounds like you're just describing, you know, the first HJ you ever gave. <laughs> uh, hand nope. over hand. Just going to town. I, I was proud of myself. <laughs> the only HJs I've ever given were to myself, so. Yeah, well, you know, you couldn't possibly go hand over hand with yourself, Kevin. <laughs> no, it's more like finger over finger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two fingers and a pair of tweezers. And get a microscope out. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Fucking. Wow. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun talk. Yeah, it has. We're at an hour and a half. Hour and a half. You want to go a little longer? Why don't we take a break for a second? I kind of got to pee. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right. We'll be back. All right. We're back. Yeah. Welcome to the. Welcome back to the I'm Not Going to Work Tomorrow podcast. Yep. For you guys, it was like three seconds, but we've been off for like 15 minutes now. <laughs> yeah. I had to I had to make a poop stop. Yeah. I have frequently been pooping at 1 to 2 in the morning since uh, Scottathan told his story. That's kind of weird that you have to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning every night to do that. Like, do you not, like, do you not go to the bathroom before you go to bed? I don't have to go before I go to bed. I don't have to go. That's just weird, dude. I don't have to go. I don't usually get woken up from that, for that kind of thing unless I'm, like, sick. It felt like I was sick. It, like, I've just been waking up casually to poop. Yeah. But the first night, it was like it was like Monday or Tuesday night. I woke up at 2, and it felt like, it felt like something was finna go, like something was finna explode. It literally, I woke up at, it was 1.30. Uh huh. Woke up, had to go violent, violent, solid poop. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, and it hurt. <laughs> like it was, it wasn't quite. Cost- it felt like I was pooping out giant ass jumping jacks. <laughs> was this like a Johnny Cash situation, like a burning ring of fire? No, it just seemed like a regular old poop. I was like, well, that was unpleasant. I fucking got up, went back to bed, laid down. About five seconds, I feel it again. It's like, fuck! I'm not done? Jesus! So I got up, went back. It was like another jumping jack and some mud. He <laughs> <laughs> uncorked it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was, that was not good at all. Well, off to bed for real this time. Before I even get settled in good, it's like, no, you're not quite done. <laughs> Still... Uh- I hate those. It yep. just keeps bringing you back. Son of a bitch! The third time, I just... it. The whole process took me an hour. It took me an hour to finish this poop. Yeah, at that point, I'm just awake. Like, well, I, I could have been. I could have made the decision to be awake, but I was like, dude, no. I need these Zs. I earned these Zs. I went to bed at 8.30. God damn it, I'm getting my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I need to be going to bed at like 8.30, but I always end up sitting, laying in the bed on my phone until like 10 o'clock. That yeah. happens. What I do is I lay down and I cut on YouTube. Is that a Southern thing? Is, is that like a, like, so like, you know, 
when people say cut it off, uh-huh. you know, you're implying, you know, you're cutting the power. Yeah. Like, I grew up hearing cut it on. I mean, I don't know. Have I, you ever I heard have cut to it think on? about it. Probably at some point, but I, I mostly like turn it on, flip the switch, you know, something like that. I think, come to think of it, I think cut it on is just a family thing. I think that's just something my granddad said. That, yeah, that could just be a you thing. That's not even a Southern thing. That's, yeah, just, that's, a, that's just a pawpaw thing. Yeah. Well, he also said, got to mighty damn. <laughs> 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 I say that shit sometimes. I, I've heard that a couple times or two. Got to mighty damn. Uh, you know, there's a lot of funny Southern sayings. You know, like nuttier and squirrel shit. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good one. So when Pawpaw says got to mighty damn, it's just trying to stop himself from saying God damn it. Right? Yeah, basically. He says, got to mighty But then he he has to say damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> got well, to mighty damn. I think that's just a bastardization of God almighty damn. Yeah. He's He's trying to not say the word God. He's trying to not... Blaspheme. Blaspheme, but yeah. he just can't help it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the... Of the curse words that I heard come out of my father's mouth, I think God damn it was probably the most prevalent one. I it say was, fuck a lot. I, I say fuck a lot, too. We say all the curse words. Yeah, I... I I have the mouth of a sailor, and even that would probably make a sailor blush. I heard... Have you heard that, like, um, people who curse more are, like... More intelligent? No, more honest. No. I've never heard that one. I've heard that if you if you curse more, you have a higher IQ, and I don't know if that's 100% true either. I've never heard that, but maybe. I've also heard some dumbasses cuss like hell yeah and like yeah. not even cuss well i i've heard a mutual friend of ours sneak a curse word into a sentence that had no reason to be a curse word like it was in a in a, in a weird spot it's like i damn it picked up this coke was basically <laughs> what he said <laughs> i damn it picked up this coke yeah it's, ba- it's basically, it's not what he said, but that's basically what he said. I can't remember the exact wordings, but it was something along that stupid line. Yeah. So, the other day, I I woke up at 1 a.m. to take my uh, my natural morning poop, and I wiped my ass down. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, it's another saying I've been saying a lot lately. It's like, I think it's saying that you've been saying a lot. So say it. Say this thing you've been saying. Uh, I will say this thing I've been saying. Well, say it already. I will say it. All right. So <laughs> it's almost turned into my catchphrase. It's like, um, say it. Damn it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an orgy at the campgrounds. It's fucking intense. It's fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be hearing you say that. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a certified biganism. I heard that on Discord. Oh. Yeah. I thought I made that up. Well, you you probably did make up that, uh, like, you know, that orientation of the joke. Yeah. But I think the intense... Well, so, like, 
I was describing something that happened in like an Among Us game or some shit uh-huh. to this girl on our Discord server. And I was like, dude, that shit was fucking intense. And she was like, like camping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like, like camping. And I thought, uh, dude, my mind was blown. I'd never heard it before in my life. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking hilarious, squirrel. <laughs> Her name was Squirrel. Oh, but, I yeah. thought that was like an ADDU shiny part. <laughs> Hilarious, squirrel. No, no, her name was Squirrel. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that makes more sense to the story now. <laughs> yeah. She had an actual name, but we we call it. You know, everybody's got a fucking Discord handle. Yeah, it's like old CB radios. Everybody's got a handle. Yeah, there was Squirrel and me, the sheriff. There was Blaze It Real Good, Dark Tenchi, and Thaddeus Thick Thighs. Thick thighs. Yeah, Thaddeus Thick Thighs is the owner of the Deadwood Saloon, and I'm the sheriff. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say old Thick Thighs is probably a dude, isn't it? It is. <laughs> His name is Thaddeus. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty cool. Thaddeus. Thaddeus Thick Thighs. Thighs of the thickness. For the first year that I knew him, his profile picture was like nude Thanos. Ew. Like grossly well-rendered, high-definition, nude Thanos with a giant monster cock. I was about to ask, did it have, like, cock and balls, too? But, like, the image is just from, like, Mm. nose and chin at the top down to, like, the fucking bunny trail. Wait, was it like a dude kind of, like, was he kind of sitting on something, leaning forward? No, it was literally a render of Thanos, and he was oh. just standing there. Okay. And I was going to say, there was, there was a joke going around at the beginning of the pandemic where somebody would text you and be like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this with COVID now. And you would open the link up, and it would be this, this large black dude with what I can only describe as a 20-pound sledgehammer between his legs. Yeah. See, that's what Thanos had. But, like, you can't see it just by looking at his token like what's shown of it yeah you have to actually click on this profile and then you're like oh that's thanos's dick <laughs> <laughs> so, oh that's thanos's dick there it is wow and uh that was his profile picture for over a year and then we played uh, among us in some public lobby and we troll people hard because there's like there was almost enough of us to fill up an entire lobby by ourselves. Like we yeah, played a lot. So you'd gang up on one kid. Or like somebody would come in, dude, oh my God. I was a terrible bully. It, like I, I don't like the whole like, oh, I have an illness, look at me, blah fucking respect me because I said that this thing is wrong with me. You know? I, yeah. I, fucking you're gonna have to earn my respect. I don't give a fuck what you have. You know? I don't respect you just because... Yeah, especially on the internet. Yeah, especially on the internet. You're going to come in here and uh, fucking, like, demand my sympathy because you have Tourette's? Fuck you! Oh, dude. I would love to have a friend with, like, some legit Tourette's where he just screams out fuck every now and then. Yeah. There was this kid. He had a lisp. He sounded like fucking Scott Malkinson. He sounded just like Scott Malkinson. <laughs> and no one else picked up on it. But he was like, I have Tourette's. I'm fu- I have fucking Tourette's! And he was so mad. He would get so worked up because he had a stutter, and it was because of his threats. Uh-huh. But, like, Among Us is a game where you make fun of people. Like, if you're the imposter, literally what you want to do is make somebody look stupid. 
Uh-huh. So that they look like they're so, the imposter. Yeah, and then you can just lock them. And even if you are or aren't the imposter, everyone's going to jump on the bully bandwagon because you're the funny one. Uh-huh. You know, as long as you are the funniest guy in the room, you win the game. That's the whole point of Among Us. And lying. Lots of lying. Yeah, it's basically, uh, what was that one? It was like Clue or something like that. Like the the butler did it in the the library with a candlestick, you know yeah. what I mean? At this point, like, everybody knows what Among Us is. It's already over. It was a big pandemic game. Nobody plays it. it some people play, but it's kind of cringe. So my daughter plays it. She's nine. Yeah, like adults have kind of fallen out of it. Yeah, and it, it seems it, like a kid's game anyway, kind of. Not when you can speak. <laughs> it becomes very real very fast. Yeah, we... We I, had some real... We had a lot of fun. She She's not allowed to play in, in those lobbies. Well, you can set it to, like... You know, there's quick chat and there's free chat. Uh-huh. Your kid has to play in quick chat. Yeah. Because free chat, they can say whatever they want and type it in, but... In Discord, you know, we used voice. Oh, well, yeah, you can just talk to each other like that. Yeah, what, like we'd mute whenever we weren't in a meeting, then we go to a meeting and we unmute, blah. But, oh, yeah, this kid with Tourette's freaking out. And <laughs> he was complaining that somebody giggled when he had a stutter. And I was like, eh, it's got an accent. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Me and Meals erupted. I was drunk. Fucking. I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah. Me and my buddy died laughing. Then another buddy died laughing. Then some strangers died laughing. And yeah, uh, it ended with that kid reporting us. But. What a dick move. How dare he report you guys for being assholes on a video game? <laughs> A moderator came in and heard what was going on. Uh huh. And she was like, Hey, I got a report of bullying. And we were like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I got real sober real fast. Yeah. And people on the internet, if you have a southern accent and are also intelligent, there's immediately weirdly respect. You know, I saw a comedian tell a joke kind of like this one time. He was, uh, he's saying when you have an accent like mine, which is basically same to my accent, my actual accent, you can say pretty much any paragraph or sentence or whatever and end it with and shit and get away with it. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. Cause like he, his old job before he became a comedian, he was a safety instructor or whatever for a nuclear power plants. Yeah. Which is pretty highfalutin on the smartness scale, you know, because, like, you're explaining nuclear physics and how it can kill you to jackasses like me. Right. And so he he went off on this long tangent of, well, on the Rankin scale, when you go through this amount of gamma radiation, and it, we believe it can be linked to leukemia and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> it just works. It just works. Like Skyrim. Yep. But oh, perfectly balanced game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We never said we're all we are. What do you mean? So we're not only on YouTube. Oh yeah, we have branched out. Yeah, we're now also on Spotify, and 
uh, soon to be on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and just wherever you can get your podcasts. As basically all the podcast platforms. We're also going to start doing a second show on yep. this channel. It is the, um, what were we going to call it again? The Weekly One Shot. The Weekly One Shot. Because we're the- such D&D nerds, we're going we're gonna to do a D&D show. Yeah, specifically for D&D. Yeah, it probably won't be nearly as long. No, it'll be a pretty short form, I imagine. Probably 30 minutes tops. We so. wanted to do Monster of the Week to start with. Yeah, but then neither one of us actually prepared to do that. Yeah, we're going to do that like every week on this podcast. But like it changed. This is just like a fucking... This is just a conversation. Yeah, this is just a, a regular storytelling podcast. Yeah. And like I would like to have an actual dedicated ass like you know, D and D show. And so like the premise is, uh, every week we'll take turns or we could just pick a book and just roll a monster at random. Yeah, we can do that too. We can just try and see what we can come up with off the dome piece, but it needs to be, I don't know. I think we it needs need, to have, need to think it out a little bit it needs better to have than that. I tell you what we can do. Mm-hmm. Hear me out on this. So the previous week, mm-hmm. like, like say, okay, we're recording now. We do the random roll for the monster, and then throughout the week, we kind of think of ways we can incorporate it, and then at the next recording, we give the ideas. I say, I say we do that, but we build a roll table of monsters with potential. Like, we go through a book, find all the monsters that you could make a one-shot out of, because some of them you just can't. Yeah. Like, how you going to make a, a one-shot out of a cow? I could probably I mean, think you of some just ways. Don't start. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but you can insert the cow. Doesn't have to be the main attraction. No, it can be in there. It just it's not going to be the main guy unless you know. I'd like to. You do, have a minotaur that's got a horde of cows. I have a couple of ideas. So like, there's a there's a show on YouTube called uh, Dungeon Dad. Uh huh. And he does Monster of the Week, which is sort of what's inspired me. And I'd hate to just steal his idea, so we're going to yeah, do one-shots. Yeah, it'd be kind of a dick move to steal the guy's idea. Lots of people do Monster of the Week, but, like, he does a, he picks some really good monsters. And one of them, two of them, really, that he has cited I'm going to use. Well, a third one, too, because there was a demon that, like, he, he just picks good monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so gives like, you good ideas. Fantastic do you remember, ideas. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, what, Dungeons and Dads or whatever? Dungeon Dad. Dungeon Dad, yeah. Hey, so subscribe to Dungeon Dad. Yeah, he he seems cool. Yeah, he's he's really solid YouTuber, and he he uses curse words, which for some reason is really endearing. Yeah, you know, it humbles humbles yeah, you. He's it's just he he comes off like a normal person. Yeah, you know, just fucking making money, making videos on YouTube, fucking talking about the shit that you love doing the most. I just fucking respect the shit out of that. Yeah, that's you know pretty I mean? cool. Fucking making ends meet with YouTube videos. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. That'd be cute. But, anywho. So, I think, um, if nothing else, tonight we could pick a book. Okay. Do we want to go, are we wanting to work from older editions? Or are we wanting to work from, like, brand new stock? Um... I tell you what, for the first one, for the first, okay, we're in the fifth. I kind of want to exhaust generation. a book. Exhaust a book, which okay, well, if we're gonna exhaust a book, let's pick a short one. <laughs> okay, 
Uh, Monster Manual 2. Short as fuck. All right. And there's very little material. <laughs> That'll do. Because not all of it is any good. You want to... Okay, so we'll we'll make the uh, the roll table with the monsters on there and see what we can come up with off, off of that, then. How about that? Awesome. Monster Manual 2 for 3rd edition is the first book we're building out of, but it will be for 5th edition. We'll be so we're going to port it to 5th edition. Correct. Okay. It's not as hard as it seems. Yeah. Especially when you have so many references. Yeah, and, and you know, it'll be kind of interesting because not all those monsters are in 5th edition. Yeah. A so. lot of them won't be. <laughs> so that'll, you know, it'll be something fresh and new. If you've been playing fifth edition for a while and never experienced third edition, well, now you get a kind of a chance to. Yeah. And this book, Monster Manual 2, gets a lot of hate. Like, it's unimpressive. It's uninspiring. It inspired shit out of 12-year-old me. Like, yeah, wasn't that like the first book you got or something like that? It was the first book I ever bought for Dungeons & Dragons. How about that? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to give it some love because I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, we'll try and do it justice. Yeah. I mean, not everything in there is worth <laughs> talking well, about. No, but you know, not every book is amazing from page one to page ending. Yeah. We got like, we got maybe a dozen good monsters at least. Yeah. We, we can get some content out of that. Yeah. We don't have to use them all. We can, if we look at these and be like, dude, I really don't want to make one shots out of any of these. We can just scrap it and start on a new book. Yeah. We make the rules. We're the Dungeon Masters. Yeah, I mean, you know, nobody's telling, what us, telling us what to do. We just kind of do stuff. Right. So, there's always that. Yeah. Man, I think, I think it'll be a good idea. I'm down. I'm fucking D-double-O down. And I love making one shots. Yeah, fucking... you're pretty good at it. I I wish I ran one shots more often. I used to fucking for like an entire summer. It was my job. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how you just somehow made a living off of running D and D games. Well, I didn't live in butt fucking Phoenix City, where the rent is nine hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, that's kind of retarded. Crazy. Fucking. My like, my mortgage isn't even that high. Yeah, living in Clanton, we had a three bedroom apartment. It was eight fifty. Yeah. For three bedrooms. That's three different incomes. Whole thing split three ways. Hell, when I... Less than 400 bucks. When I moved out of my mom and dad's house in 2012, you know, we we had a three-bedroom, one-bathroom house. Three-bedroom, one-bathroom. 575 a month. Oh. Split two ways. I have always wanted to live in Twin Chapel. It's, it, it seems, there's parts of it that like seem like it's getting nicer and then other parts it is definitely not. I don't mind the not niceness of it. it like It's got a nostalgic feel to it. I ride through there every now and then just kind of like, that was Easy's house. There's some nice houses over there towards that side. Yeah, you know, they built a whole nother section in the back there. Off the... What do you mean off the back? Okay, so like where your oh, yeah, where your yeah, dad's yeah. house was, mm-hmm. instead of turning right going towards your dad's house, you go you turn left down there and, near the creek. Yeah, you, you so you turn left and then you turn that immediate right. Yeah, and you follow that road basically all the way down until it dead ends, but they, it's not a dead end anymore, and it continues on to brand new houses. That they demolished that old power plant down there. That was a power plant, wasn't it? It was something. It was like a substation or something like that. I, I can't remember. They closed that that creek off. 
years and years ago. So I it didn't I stop really me remember. and JP from getting back there. Yeah, I mean, you could walk back there, but you couldn't dr- take your four wheelers or your you know your truck or anything like that back there. That was the the real big attraction when I was you know a younger you teenager. Absolutely, could do that. You could still do that. I mean, yeah, but... Like, all you have to do is go down that little side street. Anyway, nobody knows what we're talking about. No. But, yeah, no. you can still get back there with trucks and four-wheelers and shit. Yeah. It's well, actually I, even easier now. Yeah, but they... they At least the last time I did, I heard about anything like that with it, the the cops were cracking down pretty hard on that kind of thing. Walk down there. There's tracks everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Yeah. But, you know... I didn't have anything that would go back there when I wanted to go back there. And then, you know, they closed everything off. So I was just like, well, fuck it. It is crazy just how beautiful. Because we don't have rocks and shit like that out where I'm from. Like that much stone. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen anything like that around Maplesville? It's No, I guess not. It's all dirt and sand. Dirt, sand, red clay. Goddamn pine trees. Yeah. We don't I, have... I fucking hate pine trees. There is a significant lack of stone. All we got is gravel. Yeah. We don't, we don't have any large stones. Well, you know, once you get up to, like, northern Alabama, it's, it's pretty mountainous. Yeah, but we're in the, starts we're, we're in the armpit of Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere between Birmingham and Mobile. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of pretty. It's rolling hills, but they're dirt hills. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes grass covers them, but... Mostly, it's just dead pine needles. Yep, I fucking hate pine trees. But there's like one month of the year, one month of every year, you can look out over them hills, and it is gorgeous. Yeah, I remember getting some real good views. You remember going up the uh, the old fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire, Perry Mountain Tower. Fire Mount, Perry Mountain Tower, that's what it was. That's what I, I named my forge after that mountain. The Perry Mountain Forge? Yeah, I was Perry Mountain Forge yeah. for a while on Etsy there. Oh, you were on Etsy? Yeah. I didn't know that. Selling knives. Yeah. I still have that one you made me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that thing is still hair popping sharp, too. What did I make it out of? A railroad spike. Oh, cool. I made you. Did I put your name on it? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, you made me one out of a railroad spike, and then you made... um, JP one out of the fucking wrench. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm glad you liked it. I remember I put JP's name because JP's always been super into knives. Yeah. And like, yeah. I kind of fucked his knife up too. How'd you do that? Well, when I first made it, it was perfect and pretty and had a mirror finish. Oh, and then you had, you thought you could do better on it? No, I was like, well, I need to heat treat it. I put it in the oven and it came out all purple. Wow. And I was like, well, that's what's supposed to happen. And now I'm just going to. You know, buff that out, and it ruined the finish. I should have just left it alone. Well, I mean, with the heat treat, you know, that's how it stays sharp, though. True, and but it's chromium, man. Like, eh. it didn't need a heat treat. <laughs> I guess not. Not the kind of heat treat I gave it. it. It's rated differently than, like, I was still very inexperienced. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Those were cool knives, though. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I... I I'll probably never make another railroad spike knife in my life. Yeah. They, you made a shitload of those things. Hundreds. Yeah. For 20 bucks a pop. You sold all of them, huh? Every one. I don't have one. <laughs> 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 I made so many of them, and people liked them so much 
I didn't get to keep any. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know, motherfucker come on hard times. You got this knife. Sell it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could have charged more than 20 bucks for those things. Yeah, I could have. But, you know, I felt... I always... That's a family curse. We charge too little for shit. We well, ask too little. Yeah. And... I don't know how well that plays into a curse. It's more of just... It's the curse of... So, like, there's a Skyrim mod called uh, Realm of Larkon. Uh Uh-huh. You can take curses and boons and classes, like it's D&D. Oh, yeah. And one of the curses is the curse of generosity. And you sell everything at half price. (laughs) So, it makes the game... I would not do well at that. Well... Honestly, it kind of unbroke the game for me. I will not play without the Curse of Generosity now. Really? Yeah, because otherwise you kind of kill the economy. Yeah, I guess you're kind of right. Because, like, every time I've played Skyrim, I turn into a hoarder. Yeah. And I just I figure out ways to buy things, and then I sell a bunch of shit back to the guy to get my money back, but it's all random dumb stuff like you know a hundred apple or a thousand apples or whatever that i've somehow collected yeah and i get the really cool thing that i wanted like whatever sword or armor piece or what have you and he gets a thousand apples yeah so i basically traded something awesome and deadly for apples yeah you you literally traded yeah but like I, with the, more steps, I like to play now. If I don't use the curse of generosity, I like to play challenge runs. Yeah. You know, we've played Skyrim so many times. Yeah. I mean, it's been out for almost 11 years now. Have you ever heard of the woodsman challenge? Yeah. Where you get the woodsman's ax and you use nothing but that. Yeah. Nothing but that. And you fucking, you can only use leather armor and it's gotta be from hides that you killed. Yeah. And fucking, you're a hunter. You're a huntsman. Yeah, but no hunter uses just an axe to hunt. You shut your mouth! <laughs> uh, I think you could also use, um... Can you use a bow? No. Then you're not a hunter. Right. You're a stabber. You're a woodsman. You don't stab, you slash. With an axe. Whatever. There's a There's an axe... I think there's a there's a wood a wood axe in the game. It's the poacher's axe. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I was talking about, not the woodcutter's axe. That's just a regular axe. Yeah, you're a poacher. You play as a poacher, basically. Yeah. But yeah. Anywho. Uh there was a point to this. <laughs> we were talking about the the curse that your family supposedly has because you undercharge for things. Right. Uh, Kevin does that same shit. Anything that Kevin ever made, he never charged enough. Yeah. Like, you know, he was going to run a sawmill for a while. And, I mean, he could put out some good lumber. You know, sawing, sawmilling is kind of in our blood. Fucking, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm gonna. Fucking Master Sawyer right here cut a million foot the hard way with a fucking, with a, with a cook saw, a band saw. Fucking rolling logs, throwing slabs, stacking lumber, fucking doing fractions <laughs> for nine and a half hours of every day. Yeah. For seven years. Yep. 
You know, I'd like to know exactly how many welds I've laid. Yeah. Because I, I, basically how your family is all about sawmilling, my family was all about welding. And my papa was a welder. My uncle was a welder. My brother's a welder still. I was a welder for many years. My little brother never really got into it. He joined a fraternity. Yeah, he he went the kook way. We went the die by 35 way. Yeah. Do you remember? I remember at your wedding, your Uh, baby brother was there. uh Uh-huh. And he was telling us all about his fraternity he joined and how it was the best decision he ever made in his life. Uh Uh-huh. And the way he said, the way it just sort of slipped out of his mouth. He, he, we was just busting his balls about this fraternity he was in. Uh-huh. And he was so stoked on it. And he was like, I definitely think it's like the best decision I ever made in my life. And then he paused and made eye contact. And I was like, that's something they make you say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we gave him hell about that for a long time, telling him it was a cult and stuff. It sounds, it sounds like, I mean, that's kind of what they are. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, too, because that was like early on in his... Uh, College education. Fraternities are just beer cults. Yeah. He he got tired of it real quick. As soon as they moved out of, like, the established fraternity house that they had, and they had to, like, find another place to live. And so it was all these dudes living in this house that they rented that they actually had to take care of. Why, like, did, they had, why did they have to leave their fraternity house? I don't remember exactly why. Um... And I might even be telling the story a little bit wrong. But for 100% fact is when he got a little bit older and realized, like, you can't just party all the time. You got to actually, you know. Put in the work. Put in some work. Go to, go to class. You know, all that shit. He got real aggravated with them boys because they were all a bunch of slobs because they were freshly out of their parents' house. Teenagers slash early young adults. And dudes, for that matter. So they were just nasty as fuck. Nobody ever cleaned a bathroom. Nobody ever cleaned the dishes. There was beer cans and everything else all over the place, you know. Much like you would expect. Just imagine a fraternity. It probably looked like that. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine a fraternity with, like, 30 18-year-old Eadses. Oh, these weren't even Eadses. These were, like, preppy kids. 30 preppy Eadses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking gross. Very gross. Very gross. So. 30 Eadses on college football Saturday. Yep. <laughs> but every day of the week, basically. They, I, I didn't realize this, but they had like treasurers and presidents and vice presidents and all kinds and of lots of other completely meaningless titles yeah but those those fraternities the big ones at like yale and harvard and shit they i mean they never stop being a thing like presidencies like yeah real presidencies like yeah well i mean even like with the one my brother was in you know they had alumni that still did stuff for them they would donate to the to the fraternity and, you know, keep them afloat. And... You ever seen Old School? Yes. God, that was a good movie. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. We're Fucking... going streaking. 
And then he hits the fucking the pool water with yeah. the fucking trank in him. Uh-huh. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> 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 fucking that movie was great. That's a good movie. That's, that's some early Will Ferrell stuff right there. Yeah, I miss Will Ferrell. I liked older Will Ferrell. Like he, well, I like Get Hard was good. I like newer Will Ferrell too. Now that there's a weird point in time, right around where Elf. I didn't when like when he did Elf and a few things right around then, I did not care for like, okay, it. Okay, you turn into the Rock. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, but then he brought it back with Step Brothers and Talladega Step Nights. Brothers. Step Brothers. I could watch that movie on repeat for days, probably. Oh yeah. Love Step Brothers. A great movie. Talladega Nights is pretty good too, but <coughs> not as good as Step Brothers. Not though. as good as Step Brothers. You know that like that was that was some shit when we went and saw that movie in theaters. You know, I didn't see that in theaters. Oh, it was it was me. Yeah, you weren't there because we didn't know you yet. Yeah, because that it movie was, came out. It was like two thousand eight. Yeah, and me. And Zach and Kelly and I think Ben, we all went and saw that movie in theaters. <clears throat> Remember how awesome uh, that zombie movie with Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, yes. Zombieland. Zombieland. Yes. I love that movie. That movie was so good. I can't watch it anymore. I've seen yeah. it a million times. Yeah, the second one was actually pretty good too. There's a second one. Yeah, it's Double Tap. I've never seen that. It's it's Eisenberg not bad. It? Yeah, it's all the same. Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Emma Stone. Didn't Woody Harrelson just get in some shit? I have no idea. I don't care what Woody Harrelson did. I will still love him. Yeah, I don't think he. I think it's some bullshit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I need to know this. This is current events. Yeah, I, I mean, how how can you... How can anybody accuse Woody Harrelson of doing anything nefarious? The man is a national treasure. I mean, white men can't jump. Come on now, that was a great movie. Hell, he even did Hunger Games. Man was in all kinds of stuff. I think it's a, something about an SNL thing. An SNL thing. Oh, did he say something stupid on SNL? Um, Does anybody even still watch SNL anymore? No, like three people do, and they bitch about it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> SNL hadn't been funny in years. So he did have a monologue on SNL a week ago. Woody Harrelson sparks controversy with SNL monologue. Okay, so, oh. yeah, this is what I heard about. Well, what did he say? Uh, Woody Harrelson divided Saturday Night Live viewers over his monologue as the actor hosted the NBC sketch show for the fifth time. The True Detective album took the stage and made remarks. No, no, the True Detective alum, as in alumni, oh, uh, took the stage and made remarks calling out mandates over the COVID vaccine. He said, quote, the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep them over and over. Oh, I keep did. keep taking them over and over. I did hear about this. Yeah, he was pitching it like a movie, and yeah. then he was like, that was 2020. Yep. Yeah. No, I still stand by Woody Harrelson. Fuck yep. anybody who says otherwise. Harrelson's punchline followed 
with the host adding, I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, look at this, it's a joke. Shut the fuck up. Anybody yeah. who's whining about that needs to fucking wipe their ass and, like, get over yourself. Yeah, it's like, okay, Karen, calm down. Like, how seriously can you possibly take yourself that you can't, it, like, it's a joke, man. Well, it, it's kind of not a joke. but It literally is, though. He's making a joke out of it. I still It's a South Park-level joke where there's, like, buds of truth in there. But that's you seeing that truth. Yes. It's not him, you know, fucking... He, he's, the, he's being the pointer-outer. Yeah. He's the crystal ball. Look, I still love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And... Fuck, I love Woody Harrelson, and that's that's just some good shit right there. It, it, fucking the guy's hilarious. That was yeah. funny. It was a really good... I didn't know he was funny like that, for real. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Woody Harrelson's hilarious. I've never seen any of his uh, stand-up bits or anything. A lot, well, I mean, he's not a stand-up, but... I mean, a lot of the stuff, like, in Zombieland and then, you know, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. A lot of that was him improvising. Kingpin. Kingpin. Good movie. Yeah. What Boy, else was Woody Harrelson in? He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff. Like, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. There's been a lot. But he's, he's all over the place, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm glad we looked that up. Hey, we got a little, we're a little topical here. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little current events. Yeah. We... Leave Woody Harrelson alone. Leave Woody Harrelson alone. It's a fucking national treasure. Yeah. Like, quit crying. <laughs> fucking people tell jokes. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. But, anywho. It's not like he said anything anti-Semitic. Yeah, it's not like he called Will Smith a bitch 37 times or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking. <laughs> I called y'all Will Smith today. You called us Will Smith? Yeah. Or I called uh, Scottathan and and the turtle. Oh, yeah. When did, <laughs> when did you do that? I don't know. Because remember, they, they fucking threw the... Oh, yeah. They, they attacked the mime in the D&D game. Yeah. It, it was poking harmless fun, and then you poked him very uh, very harmfully. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. He was just doing his job. He was, he was trying to make people laugh, and you fucking tried to kill him. Yeah. Threw a dart in his testicle. Yep. What's wrong with you? Get over yourself. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> oh, man. A little smoky and a... Wait, a little what? A little smoky and an olive. Oh, what? Say that again. A little, little cocktail weenie and an olive. A little co- what? With a... Oh, come on, man. <laughs> a little cocktail weenie and an olive. Yeah, on a toothpick. On a toothpick, okay. Sorry. I mean, I only told the joke like three times earlier. I figured you would have picked up on the reference. I remember you you told it better before. You've lost it since then. (laughs) Well, you know. I know what you're getting at, but I heard it so strangely. I was like, what did you just say? (laughs) Say that again. It'd be that way. I had something crazy in my ear. (laughs) What? You don't don't know that reference? Uh Uh-uh. The Cleveland Brown reference. Oh. Peter, say that again. I had something crazy in my ear. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> he said something 
ridiculous he wanted to do. Yeah. Is, is the is Family Guy still on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to. If there's new episodes, I don't really need to see them. Yeah. I'm sure it's funny. But damn it, dude. It's been 20 years. Yeah. I just don't care. You know what's even crazier than that? The Simpsons is still going. Yeah, I don't want to watch any new episodes of that either. No. It's played out for me. Bart's been nine years old for the past 30 years. Longer than that. He's older than I am. Yeah, they came out in like 88 or 89, something like that. When I was an infant, I had a fucking, a Bart doll that was the size of me with a pull string, and he's like, cowabunga. Eat my shorts. Yeah. And then when I was a teenager, I found it again and pulled the string, and it was like, cowabunga. Yeah, that should tell you something. Yeah, I probably funny. need to take the Simpsons off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Although it's it w- still funny. It yeah. isn't trying to take no work from Matt Greening, but I'm glad. I'm glad they're able to, you know, draw in new audiences. Yeah. Because you remember when South Park made fun of it? Yeah. When Simpsons did it. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons did it. You remember when South Park? Uh, it may, it may have been the same the same episode when. So. The Family Guy writers. We're getting pissed because they were being censored. They couldn't write about what they wanted to write about. Yeah, and they said uh, they did the episode called Fuck the FCC or whatever. Yeah, and they were not letting them write about specific things. Yeah. And South Park fucking went ham. (laughs) And, and like, they fucking... It was all over the news in South Park that, you know, Family Guy... Their writers are refusing to work until the censorship is lifted. They're not allowed to joke about certain things. They took certain things out of the writer's room that they weren't able to use, so they quit writing altogether, saying that been, their environment has been hampered, you know, because they can't, they don't have the freedom to joke about whatever they want, so it ruins their whole process, and they just, they can't, they're not going to do anything. They're striking. Yeah. And... Uh, Cartman was like, and then somebody was like, Cartman isn't like, aren't you sort of what they are? Aren't you sort of exactly like Family Guy? He's like, don't you ever compare me to Family Guy? (laughs) 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 But not the same. (laughs) It's kind of the same. Yeah, that's what they told him, and he freaked out. Yeah. And so he fucking gets on his big wheel, right? Spit my heart, hey. Yeah. And uh, he takes his ass all the way down to the fucking, the, their office in Hollywood. Bart Simpson is there waiting on him. Like, he and Bart Simpson are waiting to figure out a way. They're, they're in front of the building trying to get in. Yeah. And they're having a conversation about who's the worst kid from their own town. And Bart's like, I still hit off statue once. Yeah. And Cartman's like, I fed a kid, a family to his, or I fed a kid his mom and dad in yeah, a chili cook-off. I turned a kid's parents into chili and fed it to him at a cook-off because he sold me pubes. Yep. And Bart was like, oh. Like, wow, that's that's deep, bro. Well, you're the boss, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Didn't they also find out that Scott Tenneman's dad was Cartman's dad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, 
in that same episode, they do eventually break into the writer's room. They find out that the writer's room for Family Guy is just a bunch of whales in a fucking big tank. Uh And the way they write their jokes is that they pick up balls that have words written on them and uh, put them in this little receptacle. And if any single ball is removed, they stop working. <laughs> Something about needing them all. Yeah. If, not, if they're not all in there, they won't work. Like there's some big mystical process. And South Park was like, ooh, fucking what kind of woo-woo shit you got going on over there? You can't, you have to remove one word from your language. Yeah. That you can't tell any jokes. That's like. But now that that, that sort of thing is kind of. Kind of happening. Yeah, no, there's lots of words being removed. Yeah. It kind like, of Things are getting, quote-unquote, canceled. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody could have foresaw that. But, like, the thing they weren't able to joke about was Muhammad. Yeah, you know, South Park did that, though. Yeah. They, they you know, you're not supposed to de- depict Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And so what South Park did to get around it is they had him in, a, like, a bunny suit. Right. And... Family Guy was pissed because they couldn't just show him. Yeah. And that maybe that's why South Park came after him. Like, you idiots. You don't have to just show... Yeah. Just think outside the box. Yeah. It fucking... There's ways to do that that's not going to piss off an entire country of people. Yeah. Before they had the bunny suit, they just blacked him out entirely. Yeah. Just, and, I, and it wasn't... The it, character of Muhammad was literally just a giant black rectangle. Yeah. But, like, the reason, like, they weren't censoring them because it was a bad word or because nobody wanted to hear about it is because specifically that person is not supposed to be, or that entity is not meant to be visually represented. Yeah. Well, it's it's offensive to the Muslim faith to do that. Yeah, like, like it's literally, literally in their thing. You're not supposed to have visual representation of mom. Yeah. Like, it's... It's it's like if it was in the Bible, that it's offensive to, like if it's deathly, like crazily offensive to, I don't know. To depict your your deity of sorts? Yeah, to, to draw a picture of Jesus. Like, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have Jesus versus Santa. <laughs> yeah, which you know? would not have given us South Park. Right. Jesus versus Satan. And Jesus versus Man Bear Pig. Yeah. Dude, did you see Satan versus Man Bear Pig? Yeah, Satan about got his shit rocked. Yeah, he got fucked up. Yeah, he did. Man Bear Pig was unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, it wasn't the pandemic special, it was uh, the streaming wars. Mm-hmm. That shit was funny. Funny as fuck. Yeah. The the pee put me off. Yeah. The pee pee. The pee pee. <laughs> All right. We've been at this for like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a good spot to call it at. Dip pee pee. Dip pee pee. Dip pee pee. Remember, you can get us on Spotify and other things now. Yeah, you can get us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. And on YouTube. And uh, subscribe and ding the bell. And um, yeah, it, when it, I'm going to steal this one from Mr. Ballin. Yep. So if you like what we do here... <laughs> uh. Go over to the like button's house and ask them and ask if they would like a sandwich. 
and make them one, but don't remove the wrapper from the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, if you like what we do here, go to the like button's house, drag him out back, and then beat him with a stick. Wow, that's, that's fucking right on the nose. Yep. If you like what we do here, go to the like button's mime show. And throw a dart at his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that one. <laughs> All, right. All right. There's definitely no way I'm going to work tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Either.